Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and the Nebriard Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. I am your host of the minutes. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Sampson, and with me, as always, are my ultra-cool, dino-buckling cool common riding motorcycle guy shoka cyborg counterparts nintendo hi <laughs> i have no fancy club <laughs> hi and 8-bit alchemy it's morphin time question mark i don't know if it's morphin time Tonight i feel like got... it's not because it's kind of morphin time we're like we're talking the real shit not yeah not we're talking the, the real shit fake baloney yeah, awesome. so we we have a uh, an episode that I am personally super excited about. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little bit of a uh, like kind of a different topic. We're talking about um, Tokusatsu series, and I'll get into what that means in a little bit if you don't know. But um, we have a couple of fanatics here, two Retroids we absolutely love, and uh, one returning guest and one who's on the show for the very first time. So, guys, uh, please welcome Colleen the Conqueror. And our man Santino, the Sandman. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Round of applause. Hello. Hello. Let's go. Hitching the go go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So thanks again for coming on. We the genesis of this particular episode actually started. I'll just give a little background. About a year ago, or a little bit close to a year ago, uh, I was talking to Colleen the Conqueror. And um, she had expressed in the Retro Octopus group that she was a big fan of this kind of stuff. And, uh, and so we're like, oh, let's do an episode. And then I don't know, scheduling just couldn't work and stuff. And I'm glad it didn't because all this time passes and now Santino's on it. It's like we collected a Santino along the way. Like we're like rolling like a snowball. Worthwhile addition to the party. So like completely yeah, awesome. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm psyched because you guys are such big fans. So why don't you guys uh, uh, talk a little bit about who you are and like what kind of stuff you're into. And, uh, then we'll, we'll get to the topic. Colleen. Hey, who, sure. who the heck are you? Who the I heck are am a nerdist of everything. So whether it's anime, manga, comics, you know, uh, kaiju, and, you know, here we are with all the wonderful Kamen Rider stuff. It's just kind of my thing. I dabble in everything, and I'm a lover of everything, master of some. 
But, um, yeah, I, I write in my spare time. I, you know, like to come on podcasts like this and um, usually sample here and there on some of the Dorkening podcast stuff. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. And welcome once again. Um, we, we're happy to have you. Thank you. Santino. Hey. What's drop going? some Drop some rhymes, brother. Oh, I'm not dropping any rhymes. I, 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 I have I have not picked up the pen in a little while, uh, which I need to. So thank you for reminding me. Um, but uh, but in the meantime, in between time, um, um, just to give a little background about myself. Uh, my name is Santino Mancibo, also known as Tino the Sandman, my producer name. Um, um, like Colleen and the rest of the the rest of the uh, the people, uh, not the rest of the people, the rest of the the hosts on this show. Um, I'm a I'm a nerd of 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 almost all things. Um, um, I I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a I'm a know it all, but um, I still have a lot of room to le- to learn. You know what I mean? I'm still soaking up. I'm still a still a sponge uh, out here. You know what I mean? Um, um, just to give a little background of my interest, um, other than the nerd stuff, um, um, as you already know, um, I'm in the music. Um. I'm in the music. I'm in the yeah. music. And everything else is just nerd stuff. Honestly, honestly, seriously, um, manga. Well, um, a little bit of manga. I, I've been diving into a little bit, a little bit more, especially like well, webtoons and everything like that, seeing what they have to offer. Um, I think that's manhwa. I'm not sure if that's manga or manhwa, but anyway, n- neither here nor there. Um, comic <laughs> books, uh, Tokusatsu, which is um, a guilty pleasure of mine, by the way. And uh, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get right. into that. Um, I, I think a, a little bit later on. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I just like a, I, I think I said this before, but uh, I I just like cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. You're in the right place for it too. Yeah, yeah, Heck definitely, yeah. definitely, always, always. Absolutely. Well, you know, welcome back. You were in a, an episode. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we talked about some '90s cartoons, I believe. Yes, yes, that was a which fun. was a very fun time. Uh, great episode. If you guys want to go back and listen to that one, but uh, but tonight, so Tokusatsu. So we've we've said it a couple of times. So basically, this is um, t- it's Japanese. Could be a movie, could be a TV show. It's essentially anything with heavy special effects and suit effects, most most typically. Um, so a little bit of history. I uh, I copied from the internet. I copied and pasted from the internet today. Copy pasta. <clears throat> um, yeah, I copy pasted this. Um, a little bit of history on on tokusatsu. So, the word actually translates. Uh, the accepted translation most people will say is special effects. It means special effects, um, but uh, more accurately, it actually translates to special filming. Um, it has its origins in early Japanese theater, specifically in Kabuki, with its action and fight scenes. There's a lot of lot of fighting. Yes, in in these shows, in movies, a lot of fighting, a lot of monsters, um, all that good stuff. Um, a lot of over the top behavior. It, definitely, yep. and it's all for it. Really, it really is all for kids. Let's oh, let's yes. all let's yes. not yep. let's yes. not like try to pretend. mostly mostly that's. <laughs> 
generally the target audience. I mean, yeah. right. I'm I'm yeah. an adult who enjoys it, but it's still a, it's still for kids. Like I get it, you know, it's fine. Yes. I think that's um, where the guilty pleasure thing comes from. Is like you know the exactly. things where you're like, oh no, there's a lot here for the adults, and it's like I'm sure <laughs> that there's plenty of the seasons like you're alluding to, Colleen, that are like more geared towards a, a, a more mature yeah. audience. But, like most of them are like there is maybe one to two sentences of plot. There's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun and don't yeah. worry about it and, and it's, it's like i love yeah. this i love this i'm having a great time i'm sitting here and watching eight nine ten episodes i'm like shit i, I i'm still five years old <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. like i i got Absolutely. no beef with this i'm like i don't need more character development it's great that guy's a doctor that guy <laughs> likes trees it's fine <laughs> everything's it's straightforward uh, Yes, basic, yeah. uh, basic, uh, Michael Bay Ninja Turtle uh, levels of of character development. Uh, that guy's smart. He has glasses. <laughs> right, right. Uh, smart guy. It's fine. Okay. So, uh, so Tokusatsu. So it takes uh, some of its fight inspiration from Kabuki theater, also uh, from Bunraku, which utilized some of the earliest forms of puppets, puppetry, special effects. Um, so. After researching, so where did this all come from? Tokusatsu. After researching the special effects featured in 1933's King Kong, uh, our man, the man of the evening, A.G. Uh, it's sub. I got. I just got to say it the first time; it'll be good. Subaraya, A.G. Subaraya began to develop Tokusatsu and had his breakthrough on this uh, movie called Princess. Kaguya, 1935, and also The Daughter of the Samurai, 1937. So he literally was studying special effects, stop motion special effects from King Kong, which was a contemporary movie, 1933. That had just come out. How, how far back was this? 30s. The 30s. 30s. Wow. I see. Yeah. I, I, I don't even, I don't even like, like, I know about Tokusatsu, but I don't really know how far back Tokusatsu goes. It goes back. Yeah. Great. So this guy, this this Eiji Subaraya, he is he is the guy. He is the dude. So we're gonna hear his name mispronounced by me many times tonight. <laughs> so modern tokusatsu, uh, as we know it today, did not begin to take shape until the late '40s with the conceptual and creative birth of our boy. You know him. You love him. Godzilla. Godzilla counts. Godzilla is tokusatsu in every mm -hmm. possible way. It's just that we think of it in terms of, oh, it's got to be on TV with a team of Power Ranger type guys. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, action stuff. right. Nope. And in fact, it, it encompasses all that good kaiju goodness, anything pseudimation, anything like that. That's special effects. That is that counts. Mm -hmm. um, right. Almost before tokusatsu came into an identity of like a genre of, of entertainment. This was just like the base qualifier, of like mm -hmm. it's special effects, it suits, it's action. Exactly. Like tokusatsu right. at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we're almost through the history. So Subaraya and the uh, director of Godzilla, 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 got me a goddamn Godzilla ripping around. The thing is, the thing is, I'm, trying, I'm nervous about all these Japanese names. I have to say, Ishiro Honda, who's the original director of Godzilla, the the, the original Godzilla. All of the Showa Godzillas were directed by this one dude. All the original like <laughs> 50s and 60s were all Ishiro Honda. So anyway, uh, the two of them. Uh, became the driving force behind the 54's Godzilla. Subaraya 
inspired the American, uh, inspired by the American King Kong from the 30s, formulated many of the techniques that would become staples of the genre, such as the so-called suitimation, which is the use of a human, a human actor in a costume to play a giant monster, uh, combined with the use of miniatures and scaled-down city sets. The film also helped Superdai's employer, Toho, so he worked for Toho at that time, uh, helped them establish themselves as one of the most successful special effects companies in the world. So that's like your background of what the heck are we talking about? What is this word? Mm -hmm. If you don't know it, tokusatsu, basically in America, the easiest thing to get you there besides Godzilla is obviously Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to really talk much about Power Rangers tonight. We've talked nope. about them in other episodes, but guess what? Also, uh, we're kind of here more to talk about the Japanese versions of all of the show. So we're, we each have, we each have picks. We're going to go around the table twice. Uh, like we tend to do. I actually have two picks. Everybody else has one. So that brings us to six. So we have three in the first half, three in the second half. And, uh, we got an octoponder jammed right in the middle and, uh, we're going to have a good time. So, uh, you guys ready to deliver some tokusatsu on the unwilling masses, the un unwitting, unwilling masses. Henshin. Henshin, Juko, whatever you want to yeah. say. Go, Let's go. transform. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Definitely. Um, all right, so I'll get things started off. My first pick is one of my favorite things ever. I discovered this show uh, very much by accident, and it just became, you know how you have those like comfort shows you just watch a million times over? Yes. Yeah. And like, Or sometimes you just throw it on like at night if you're going to fall asleep, and you're like, well... I don't know. I don't really just want to go to bed. So I'll just throw something on. And like, if I fall asleep, it's not a big deal. Cause I've seen every episode like a billion times. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is like my, this is one of my biggest ones. Okay. So this is the show ultra Q ultra Q. Okay. Produced by Subaraya productions. He broke off from Toho to do his own thing. So ultra Q ran for 28 episodes on the Tokyo Broadcasting System, which hilariously is TBS, <laughs> from January to July in 1966. This show was a flash in the pan, okay? But it was also the beginning of the Ultra series. We'll get more into that later. But Ultra Q, um, so the original title was, was uh, apparently was originally going to be called Unbalance. And uh, then they renamed it Ultra Q. The Q stands for question, which I learned today. I did not know what the Ultra heck question. <laughs> Ultra question. Um, and uh, so E.G. Subaraya uh, intended. I don't know if it's E.G. or A.G. I don't know how to say that. Does anybody how do you have spell it? How do you spell it? It's E. <coughs> e. I. Yeah, that that's A.G. 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 Yeah, Subaraya. So he he designed the series to be more like the American television series, the twilight zone and the outer limits. So while it's technically tokusatsu, it's kind of tokusatsu light, but it also like started his whole thing, which everybody knows. And we'll go into that later. But so anyway, so featuring a, a variety of strange and unusual stories. Um, after a survey, the network convinced Subaraya Productions to add more giant monsters. That was not his original plan. Remember, this is one of the guys who birthed Godzilla 
Right. And uh, and he's like, no, I don't I don't want to do all giant monsters. So some of them he was are, feeling like he was getting typecast. You know, he's like, I don't want to be. Yeah, that I just guy. wanted to do something different. Um, but they said, add more monsters. Kids love that shit. And at that particular time, Godzilla and Gamera were like all the rage um, because we were we were right in the middle of the very first kaiju boom where all that stuff just blew up and was so humongous in Japan and everybody was doing their knockoffs. That's where you get all your, you know, your, your other ones, your Gorgo and your Reptilicus and your billions of other, just re- the giant imitators, all these, all these other countries were like, Oh, well J- Japan can do this. We can do it too. It's like, you know, you know, kind of, but anyway, um, so the first Ish. Kaiju boom's going off and uh, actually ultra Q was a pretty big hit. Much like the X-Files, the series featured continuing characters who investigate strange supernatural phenomena, including giant monsters, aliens, ghosts, and various other threats. Um, Cast included Kenji Sahara as June Manjomi. Uh, The the delightful, I love her so much, and I'm going to screw up her name. Oh, boy. I'm going to screw up her. I feel bad. Don't do it. Yasuhiko, Yasuhiko Saijo. Um, oh no, that's a guy. That's a dude. Yashihiko Saijo. You is, did screw it up. Damn it! Yeah. Well, it was a whole so name. it's a whole different human. So <laughs> I was gonna say that. So the girl, the girl is the best. Uh, Hir- Hir- Hiroki Sakurai, as Yuriko, who was uh called Yuri Chan at all times. Like, oh my god, oh my god, Yuri the Chan. amount of time Yuri Chan, Yuri Chan, Yuri Chan, Yuri Chan, Yuri Chan. Well, so she's, great, she's like. Just a chan, she, you know? She's just a Chan. So um, this show, if you guys have never seen it, um, is just a total delight. Every episode is so different in tone from every other. Like, th- there, like are, the show a lot. there are scary episodes. There are funny episodes. There are episodes that feel like acid trips. There are, like, every type of genre is in this show in 28 episodes. The, the glue is definitely the main cast of the reporters. And... Um, Sometimes they're not in it very much. You might have a whole episode where it follows like a cast of other characters and then one or two of the reporters show up at the end. And you're like, like, oh, hey, it's Yuri-chan. Awesome. There they are. Yuri-chan. Really, really cool. So anyway, uh, it's a really fun show. I love it. Um, Do you guys have... So 8-Bit, you've you've seen this. I don't know if... Has anybody else seen the show? I haven't seen it, no. I've seen um, Ultraman shows, but I don't. Ultraman. Ultra, okay. yeah, but yeah, yeah not, not that. Well, one. Ultra Q yeah. is is a really really neat curiosity in the pantheon of Tokusatsu because mm-hmm. it's the most like a Twilight Zone type show, and um, it just it does a lot with like you know special effects and characters like that maybe you'll see later on that get reused in an Ultraman, but they like have their name changed, but also yeah. like there'll be, there'll be ones that you'll never see again or before the effects are great. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, some of them have like real staying power of just like, like, wow, that was such like a unique, weird, cool episode. And um, they're like, they're very easy to kind of to blow through because each one is its own self-contained story you don't feel like you got to watch the whole thing of it, but you probably will end up doing so because they're just like pretty well done. Mm, um, right. Also, I don't know if you guys saw Shin Kamen Rider or no, <laughs> Shin, or Shin, Shin Ultraman. Ultraman. 
Yes. But that starts out with a reference to the logo for uh, the intro of Ultra Not just Q. the logo. So the, Shin Ultraman, which we got to see in the theater. It's like a, a synopsis fun. of like... They, it's of, the backstory. It's They're basically... Yeah. Say, they're, they go through a montage of all these kaiju that are attacking the Earth and they they use all all different kaiju from Ultra Q specifically, and they even play the theme song, which by the way we have for you, and I forgot to introduce because of course I did. We got so excited. <laughs> we got I get I get excited. Everybody knows this. We get we um, get pumped. Let's play that right now, and uh, I'll come back and I have one more thing I want to definitely say about this show. Here we go. Here's the theme to Ultra Q. <laughs> kind of a kind of a james bond 60s sort of yeah, sort of spy vibe i get from that like i don't know it's so bizarre but that was that was in like exactly in that form the original song i think i don't think they changed it at all was in shin ultraman so if you watch that movie and you're like i have no idea what's going on they're just random monsters they must be ultraman monsters in fact if you are a fan of ultra q you're getting a whole other level of reference and it's extra fun they remade the monster suit oh yeah like they just use stock footage it's like here's those monsters right. new suits like yep. new film it really was like an incredible reference that yeah. i was very happy about and if you guys are interested in checking it out it is all on youtube so yeah check yeah. it out um so last I, I will end with this we have a uh disguised godzilla suit alert <laughs> A lot of these shows, um, Godzilla movies and also Ultra Q and Ultraman uh, used and reused the same suits. They weren't the same company. Godzilla is Toho and this is Subaraya Productions, but uh, they just weren't like they were all kind of friendly. And because uh, Superdaya had worked with uh, Toho in the past. That's where he got to start. I don't know. I get there wasn't bad blood. So like, if one company needed something, the other one, you know, they might ask, and the other one might say yes, and whatever. So in the uh, what ended up being the first episode of the show, even though it wasn't filmed first, um, we have this character Gomez from episode one. Defeat Gomez. So great. He's just Which almost he's, feels kind of like a you know a, something you would tell your child to be like you, you know, defeat Gomez. You, you made you made a mess in your room. You got to defeat Gomez. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go up your room. 
in your bed. <laughs> so this guy looks like a Godzilla with a like horn on his head and saber tooth fangs and like slightly different eyes and like a slightly different belly. He's just basically so he's so Godzilla and it's so clear. Uh, so this is why this is this is the backstory to how they got that suit around the time of Toho's film Ghidra, the three headed monster, e.g. A.G. Subodaya was beginning his work on Ultra Q, and at the time he pleaded with Toho for the use of a suit from the previous Godzilla movie, which was Mothra versus Godzilla. They ended up agreeing, um, and once filming for episode one of Ultra Q was finished, the Godzilla suit that was used to make go mess would later be given back to Toho, and they turned it back into a Godzilla suit and used it for <laughs> Invasion of Astro Monster. Which is the sequel to Ghidra the Three Headed Monster? So, That's so funny. They're just like, yeah. all right, we're just going to keep passing gave this it back. back and forth and just take the horn on and off. It's like so funny. I, I mean, clearly, like, that's a lot of rubber. That is a lot of rubber that went into yeah. that suit. We will use it if we can. Recycle. Um, so, so many other. Man hours. So many man hours. I mean, uh, but yeah. they must have saved a bunch of money. I mean, they just must have. Um, oh, so the. The very last thing I'll say, there are other props from other Toho movies that I'm just going to run down that appeared in Ultra Q. It's kind of fun. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of these guys, but I know Tim knows all of them. So at least uh, at least there's that. Um, so <laughs> the, Ma Paul. the Manda prop from Atragon, he's like this uh, like this Chinese dragon looking creature, was used for the dragon in episode six. Grow up, little turtle. Which is like okay. the first total acid trip episode. I mean, it is just absolutely bonkers. That it's episode the weirdest flipping. It's whack. it's like you you've gone insane. You're staring at the inside of your retinas. What is happening? Yeah. Uh, the so there's uh, one of my favorite episodes. There's a giant octopus that was actually um, from King Kong you weren't versus sure, Godzilla. We like, we like octopus. We do. We do. We do. Um, it was actually taken from King Kong versus Godzilla. And in this show, it was used to portray this character, this monster, Sudar, in episode 23, Fury of the South Sea, an episode which also starred Akira Kubo from one of my favorite Toho films, Matango. Love that movie. Like, likewise, from also from King Kong versus Godzilla, the King Kong suit was reused to create the character Goro in episode two, Goro and Goro. It's just a big, giant, like, it's just, just King Kong. There's a little boy named Goro, and there's a, a giant ape named Goro, and it's Goro and Goro, and that's the episode. Um, Baragon. That's the tweet. If you guys know Baragon from Frankenstein Conquers the World and such, he was uh, reused for this character Pagos in episode 18, The Rainbow's Egg. He really does not look much like Baragon at all. They kind of uh, did a totally different head, so it doesn't really look like him in like facially. It's just more his body. And a, there's actually a small Rodan pop uh, prop, not the main Rodan suit, but they they used for two different giant birds in Ultra Q. One is this character that is just it's honestly it's like my favorite name for any episode. And I say it all the time to my wife. And, and I don't know. I just I just enjoy this so much. Episode 12. I saw a bird is the name. Of the <laughs> there, there. I saw there. a bird. There it is. The monster is uh, Larugius 
I guess. And it was also a different bird, Litra, in the uh, the first episode, Defeat Gomez. And there are more, but we don't need to be exhaustive about anything. But anyway, it's a it's a fun show. It's different. It's uh, X-Files meets Twilight Zone meets Outer Limits meets Godzilla. It's really crazy. So if you guys are interested, definitely hop on YouTube and check that out. Um, awesome. Yeah. They got the whole series on YouTube? They, they do. do. Okay. They do. Oh, That's where I've watched okay. it. And honestly, it is in remarkably good quality. Yeah, like it looks That's very fantastic. good. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah, preservationists so, on YouTube are, you know, I have so much respect for them, and they mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times you'll find like lots of like good like '80s and '90s anime on there too, and it's like, yeah, this stuff is so hard to find now. And you yeah. know, I hope I hope yeah. stuff like that can can stick around. Agreed. It's yeah. Great. Agreed. No, I love that. Uh, the thing the thing to know about. Um, about Ultra Q, there is. It was originally filmed in black and white. There is a colorized version. Um, somebody has it on YouTube. They have. There's. You can find both, I believe. But it was. It was never dubbed. But I mean, for me, I always. I always prefer the original Japanese language and subtitles. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really for matter sure. for me. But just saying. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, we can move on. Uh, if uh, Colleen, are you ready, or do you want Joe to go first? Uh, Joe can go. You're, okay. All right. Nintendo. Nintendo, why don't you give us your pick for the evening? Sure. So uh, my pick is Gridman, the hyper agent. Yes. And uh, before I go into that, let's play the theme songs. I don't want to forget like Parasite Steve did. Fair oh, enough. hell yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually I I honestly enjoy that yeah theme song a lot. totally I mean yeah, I don't know pop. I don't know who Baby Dan is <laughs> there there is no baby I, and there is no one named Dan, Dan in the show so <laughs> I have no idea who that don't, is don't try don't overthink <laughs> these things so, yeah yeah <laughs> um so I've only seen four episodes of the show and honestly I I think it's really cheesy but like in a in a really fun way and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of fun. A Gridman is a clone or a ripoff of Ultraman, which is you can tell there's like some kind of inspiration mm-hmm. from Ultraman. And um, 
Yeah, the where show, like all these other movies started ripping off Godzilla, a lot yeah, of other com- right. afterwards, a lot of other companies started to rip off Ultraman because he really right. was so popular. Right. Um, so the show lasted for one season, which had 39 episodes. It aired from April April 3rd, 1993 to January 8th, 1994. Hmm. Uh, and the premise of the show is three computer-savvy kids, Naoto, Yoka, and Ippi, Ippi, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, they, they create their, their own computer system and they call it the junk. I don't know why it's called the junk. Um, maybe because they, they, the they, they, the they, they find right here. It's a junk. They um, knew what the internet was going to be for. Yeah, yes. they did. Yeah, they yeah, saw they right did. for a they, Yeah, right. Um, so they create their own video game superhero. And what happens is, uh, it, it gets possessed by an interdimensional pol- uh, police officer called Gridman. So he kind of, he's like the, the hero. Who, who could have seen that shit coming? I had uh, I, like an I was, interdimensional I was, cop. I was that's shocked. My, fucking, my junk. He's like, yes, my name is I was Gridman. Shocked, dude. I you was can shocked. call me Gridman. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like, dude, fair though. No one saw that coming. Like, I can't even be <laughs> mad that you tried this. Because this was not in the multiple choice box of what might go wrong, right? Like an interdimensional right. cop. Oh yeah, shit. He's a cop dude. You got me. And his his mother named him Gridman. Gridmano. The name is Gridman. <laughs> just just Gridman. So first name last name. So Gridman is uh, he he fights the uh, the villain. His name is Con Dick Fears. Dick Fear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, he kind of, <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce his name, but it's it's a dumb name. Okay, <clears throat> it's really really dumb. But um, I think he looks really cool. Yeah, I think he he reminds me of Shredder mostly because of the helmet. It's kind of yes. similar. Yes. Um, he's really cool. He's like he's very transparent. Like like you can kind of see through him. There's like some kind of like weird special effects going on, and this is really cool. And uh. He possesses this this one kid who is, uh, he's kind of like I want to say he's the bully. He just has evil intentions, and and uh, Khan just like kind of shows up and is like, "Oh, I like your your evil ways. You're I'm going to control you. You can create all these monsters for me or whatever." And he's like, and "The kid's like, okay, fine, whatever." And um, <clears throat> so one of my favorite monsters is. Ball, hold on. I have a name right here. Uh, Volcandon. And what he does is he shoots out like, like lava, like out of his back. He has like, like, kind of like a Bulbasaur. He honestly yeah, looks like, awesome. Weird, weird <laughs> really things cool. or whatever, but they're like, they're not sticking straight out. They're kind of like in the back. Oh, and okay. he shoots out like lava and whatever. And it's really, really cool. Um, <clears throat> And uh, let me get out of that. Uh, yeah, so the the kid somehow I don't remember how this happens, but the kid uh, gets sucked into the cyber world, and whoops, yeah, whoops, and uh, oh, oh, I hate yeah. it when I lose my kids like that. <laughs> I, uh, I know, right? The damn f- it! Did they did they slip into the CD drive again? God damn! It. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You ruined the USB port. Get oh, out of there! Lord. Don't break the USB 3.0. Get lost in the 2.0. Piece of shit! Oh my god! 
<laughs> um, uh, lost my train of thought. Um, fuck. Sorry. Uh, oh my god, y'all! I can't believe that. I know. Happens all the time. Um, yeah. So Naruto gets to control the Gridman, or they they kind of like fuse together, and they that's how they fight the uh, the the monsters. And uh, after he defeats the the monsters, he kind of like he like spreads his arms out and like kind of like spews out like this glitter. I I don't even want to call it. It's like 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 glittery sperm or something. That's yeah, probably what it is. <laughs> it's probably what it is. It basically just like repairs like like everything that, that got destroyed. Like, uh-huh. like replaces everything, whatever. So. Yeah, with his, yeah with his, it's, really, it's really fun. It, it's really cool. Um, with his glitter sperm. Glitter sperm. <laughs> I love glitter sperm <laughs> so much. I really do. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's a really fun show. Nice. It's on it's on YouTube. Um, which is where I watched it. It's there's also a DVD, uh, I'm sorry, a Blu-ray, Blu-ray box sets, and it's also on Amazon Prime. So you have several options if you want to check it out. It's really really fun. Um, also, I kind of like want to bitch about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad for a little bit. <laughs> yes, please do, please um, do. Because I watched the first episode and holy, holy crap! I just wanted to. Because that's the American version. So it's it's like after after Power Rangers was a success, it's the same thing we're talking about. Like all these companies copied Godzilla. All these other companies Mm -hmm. copied Ultraman. Well, in the 90s here, once Saban proved that you could cheaply make an American show using a bunch of footage from a Japanese show. Yeah, a bunch of clips. Yeah. And yeah, so they started doing that show. Like left and right left with all right. these tokusatsu shows, one of which being Gridman. And it's funny because I remember you and I kind of didn't want to admit it, but we we both kind of liked the show. Kind of like human, yeah. Kind of. I, I, I admittedly liked liked the show, but that was just because <laughs> the, the the suits and the kaiju. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like that's well, what, that that's just it though. It's like you weren't like really watching it for the story. You're no, in it for, you the, wasn't. for the, for the kaiju. Yeah, they were like right. they were like and, a band, right? <laughs> yes, yes, they were a band, a really yeah. shitty band, a yeah, very shitty band, <laughs> very, very shitty band. Um, so uh, Matthew Lawrence is the star of the show. Yes, if you know, <laughs> right, know, right. know his brother Joey Lawrence. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Um, Res- respect to Matthew Lawrence. He's 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 actually dating Chili right now from TLC. So you know, you know, I I think that's what I, I wow, have no idea. Left field, right? Left field. Oh, right? oh my right? god, that is so. <laughs> Random. So random. I don't even know who that is. I haven't thought of <laughs> any of the TLCs in so long. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. oh, oh R.I.P. Oh, left. That's chilly. That's chilly. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, okay. That's pretty cool. So what what really drove me nuts about the show, other than the bad acting and bad storytelling, um, <laughs> they don't explain shit. <laughs> like <laughs> how like like how Matthew Lawrence's character, Sam, I guess his name is Sam, whatever. Oh, right. Give a shit. Right. But uh, they'll explain, they'll explain the, the watch thing at all. It's like he gets sucked into the, into the computer system by some fucking power surge or whatever. And, and that we don't he, have he footage of. We don't have footage of. Just take our word for it. Just did it, right? So. So he comes back. He's like, "Whoa, dude! Like, whatever. I don't know what the hell just happened. I'm not freaked out at all. 
Oh, what just happened? Oh, what's this on my wrist? Is it a watch? I have no idea. Let's try to get it off. Oh, oh, oh well, I guess I'm stuck with it. Oh, well. <laughs> I have asked. Go, go with the flow. It's like, dude, you have whatever. no agents. Get all in your yes. own life. Right. And then something something stupid happens. Uh, and and <laughs> like the, the whole point of, of this episode is, was Matthew Lawrence's character is trying to get laid. You know, he's, trying, he's trying to get he's, he's trying to get someone's number. It's like that's I mean, the whole point of it. The it's boys in high school. Good. I mean, boys in yeah, high school. That's kind of like the, he, he's horny as fuck. The universal yeah. motivator. It's pretty pretty obvious. And um, so he gets sucked into the, the 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 cyber world again. And the way how they do it is really oh my god! I just want to fucking punch the producers. It's so <laughs> terrible. Um, so he's kind of like he's like he's he's like he feels something is going on. So he's like instead of freaking out, he just goes. Whoa! Like he's waving his arms back, like something's like he's about to get sucked in, and oh my god! And then it just jumps right into the action. It's like okay, um, um, this this giant robot guy fighting a monster. Because in this, they were all it. all the monsters were like computer viruses, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that was the deal. In, in both shows, they're computer. Oh, they're computer, okay, computer viruses. Yeah, okay, and uh, and. And by the end of the episode, it's like, like no one gave a shit. It was like, they're like, uh, uh, okay, well, I still can't get this thing. On. Oh yeah, by the way, I was, I was in the cyberspace or whatever. No big wall, oh, whatever. Oh, don't you guys oh, do that? I got, well, I got that girl's number though. Yay! Hey, up. That was the whole point. That was the whole point of this thing. What is uh, was wasn't wasn't Winning. the main character instead of Gridman? Wasn't he Servo? Yes, Servo. Okay. Yeah, not to be confused with the Mystery Science Theater. Not Tom Servo, just not Servo. Tom Servo. Yeah, he's just like Madonna. Servo. He doesn't have a first or last name. And it's just and and Servo Servo. just doesn't talk at all. He's just there. Does he talk in the Japanese one? Yes. Yes. They have full blown conversations with him. Oh my and, god! And, and Gridman <laughs> explains how to use that fucking watch thing. But in the American version, it's like, okay, I just have it. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> what the fuck? There, oh there is one God. one saving grace to this show. It is Tim the Curry? fact that the the villain is voiced by Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yes. Which sick, oh, yes. okay. So that is the only redeeming I factor. Say, that was that was probably the saving grace of that show. It, I mean, it definitely I mean, what, was. I mean, there wasn't much saving. <laughs> no, there was. Yeah, yeah. But right. He, he right. couldn't help the show. He couldn't help the show. His but only he was telling so the best part. Over lining or anything. There's the only so much sure. one Tim Curry can do. I want. I wonder right. if he like. I wonder if he like. You know, like face palms and like shame. Like when if anybody <laughs> ever asked him that in like interviews or anything like that. Do you remember when that voice? You you know what I remember <laughs> he, from he this show? Probably had me killed in, the, in an alleyway or something. <laughs> asking about that. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have this one memory from one episode of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, which is all spelled with S's because they're like Mortal Kombat uses K's. We'll just. Everything will be an S. Cyber. Yes. Cyber. Uh, and um, I just remember this episode where the bad guy. So in America, for us, it was he was his name was Kaisho Khan. I remember that. So they kept the Khan and yeah. they, I don't know, Kaisho Khan, which I think actually sounds very good. Yeah. <clears throat> and so there's, he had like this like internet incel dude that like he befriended and was like evil kid in school. 
he was like evil, evil bully, but he was bullied. I don't know. And, yeah. and so, like he was the, the kid who was like talking to Kaisho Khan and helping him like do all his machinations. I don't know. And I just yeah. happened to remember the kid's name was Malcolm. And there was one episode where Kaisho Khan went into the body of Malcolm. He like downloaded himself into Malcolm's body. And so he's walking around. So the actor kid is pretending to be Tim Curry. And I just, I just remember that he goes to school and there's like this one scene where he eats something and he's like, oh, 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 it's a sensation. Oh, it's disgusting, you humans. Oh, you put things, oh, oh my God. It's, and it's, it's like the funniest shit because like that probably would happen. Imagine if this is a digital, a computer being who's never no actually existed anything never existed in meat space and he like yeah. eats something for the first time and all of a sudden like it's just like too much for his brain to even like th there's nothing has prepared him for this for tasting i just think it's the funniest thing and i i always thought that was like a really good detail <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Really that's thought out that is surprisingly thought out the, oh, yeah. oh, oh god you humans are gross <laughs> anyway it's not far from the truth, though. We are pretty gross. We are pretty gross. Um, <laughs> so any any that 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 was an awesome one, Joe. Um, I'm really glad that you found this. Um, this that's a perfect one to do, especially because we watched the the American ripoff um, back in the day. Yes. Um, does anybody have anything to add to Gridman before we move on? No, I just kind of want to check it out because I mean I remember. I, I do remember, too, honestly. Th I remember seeing an the American one. There's an anime too. Which uh, Tino had mentioned in a uh, off off camera off off the show, but uh, I seen the preview for it. Looks fucking amazing. Like I I really want to check it out. It's pretty cool. Right. It's pretty cool, and it's a it's a it's a it's a one shot. There's a there's a sequel to it um, that deals with like um, other like a, a whole other team and everything like that. But the um the the first one SSS Gridman. Definitely dope. Check it out if you can. I mean, at least get at least give it a six episode rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. definitely cool. It's called SSS Gridman. Does it stand for Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? I don't. I don't know. I never really. I never really looked into it. But uh, but I I had I had the same theory as well. But I just never. I just never. I'm I'm, I'm too lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm curious, but I don't. I don't need to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little. I'm a, like a little curious. I want to know, but I don't got it. I don't like really. Ma I don't want to make a whole thing out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, awesome, great pick. Um, Colleen, are you ready to deliver your for your pick? I am. Awesome. Yay! So we can Die. wait for my <laughs> musical intro. Okay. Colleen, the Conqueror's musical intro begins now. Double typhoon, 
So my pick for the evening <laughs> <Nice>. is <laughs> Kamen Rider V3, which is technically uh, only like the second Kamen Rider, but um, Kamen Rider, the original one, was um, <clears throat> made in 1971 to 73 and was so incredibly popular that it kicked off what was called the henshin boom and henshin is what they scream when they transform and uh go into like their whole costume and whatever and fight crime but it's usually not crime it's some type of monster in a suit and yep. um which sometimes can be a crime yeah <laughs> how dare you it's you a crime just to exist when you're a shoka cyborg <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah so um, when this whole thing started, um, the original actor actually like totally smashed his legs in a motorcycle accident while they were doing the uh, while they were doing the um, series in like kind of like the early onset days. But he was so beloved that they actually waited for him to fully heal and get better to come back and continue doing his own motorcycle stunts. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He actually was going to give up, but, like, the fans outpouring, like, all little kids writing him letters and stuff kind of kept him going. So he made a full recovery and came that's back to so the show. That's so magical. That's nice. awesome. Right? <clears throat> but that's why they had, like, a common Rider 1 and 2 series. Um, or writers, as they call them. But my series kicks off after their like 93 series two movie run and uh, Kamen Rider V3 started in 1973 and it starts with the two Kamen Riders uh, from the previous series still being actual you know uh, elements of the show and the poor main character of this show has a terrible awful no good very bad day in the worst way that you possibly could so he's just a normal college kid riding around on his motorcycle when he comes upon a crime scene. Oh, no, someone's dead. And then their body dissolves into liquid. And it's like, oh, that's weird. And then someone tries to murder him with a truck. And then he gets out of there and he's like, wow, that was a really crazy night. And then the next morning, he's just going to drink his tea, morning tea, totally normal, right? And his sister scares him. So, oh, no, he spills the tea. But then it spontaneously combusts into like a giant thing of fire on the ground because that's what, what he does normally. No, you saw off screen someone came in and poured a bunch of powder in his tea, and Jesus. that's how that works. It's a fucking yeah. tea grenade. It was, and it's thank God she spooked him and he spilled that. Right, because would have had was... one episode of that show. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> but it, just the effects and how cheesy it was—just seeing the tea spontaneously combust on the ground after he spills it—it's just—it's amazing. But it's fine because he's totally gonna rebound on this day. He's a college kid that works in a lab, so he brings the tea sample that I must 
I guess, didn't burn up completely. So the labs are like, oh, yeah, it's totally this Tibetan poison, which, again, <laughs> makes sense. You know, I'm sure that's what it all the poisons you by is. blowing your face off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, unbeknownst to him, like the, the his little senior in his lab at his college happens to be one of the older two common writers. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go for a ride, right, right? And so he takes his motorcycle outside, and, he, and uh, the two common riders are talking to each other, like, yeah, this is going to be really weird. I don't know. I thought we totally took care of, like, that whole shocker. Shocker is the name of the bad, yes. yeah. bad, evil Sh organization. Shoka. Shoka. Yes. And um, so he's, they're like, well, it's fine. Uh, he's going to take that round. He'll come around back and we'll question him some more. But then there's a giant explosion because a missile came out of absolutely nowhere and <laughs> blew this guy up. And, you know, <laughs> as what, as nobody you know, saw that normal guy. for a bad day. No, this just, sound, this just sounds like the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. We're just like more like <laughs> yes. ridiculous bad shit keeps happening. And like more, the stakes just keep Back getting higher. They do. And right. so it's not like, even God. over. So they call an ambulance for the poor guy that's just been blown up. Has no idea what the hell's going on in his worst day ever. And they put him in the ambulance. One of the guys rides with him and it's fine. And then five seconds later, an ambulance comes and is like, oh, oh we heard someone was hurt. And they're like, oh no, it was a fake ambulance. And it was. And they're trying to like inject him with poison. And all oh, because, oh, be, oh, it's that, that rotten Shoka. Yeah. Oh, they're just up to their antics. <laughs> it is. And then they have like this awful blastoise like come up or, you know, what I would assume is the grandfather of like that Pokemon because it's uh, Bazooka Turtle is his name. Now, one of the greatest parts That's about it. Common Rider V3 uh, that was not in its predecessor show is that so now Destron is the new conglomerate of evil that has kind of taken over and all of their mutants that they create because Kamen Rider in the other episode they always had like random mutants but it was always like chimeras of like different animals and whatever yeah. this one it's an object and a an animal so we get wonderful things like camera mosquito is a thing scissor jaguar is a thing but they start off with bazooka turtle and it just kind of rolls downhill from there weird and just, okay and, and these, and these but, are the these are the literal names right these are the names and okay. what's great too again well, like pokemon, <laughs> oh yeah again like pokemon they run around saying scissors scissors as opposed <laughs> to whatever i'm sure they would be saying but yeah it's kind of ridiculous they kind of oh, that looking... was like Mega Man x bad guys yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like all those names. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. Storm Eagle, yeah. Bazooka Turtle. Right. Armadillo, <laughs> yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking at a Bazooka Turtle right now. I'm looking <laughs> at him. There he is. He's kind of awesome. So, um... That... That... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, so yeah. Um... But yeah, so the two common raiders turn... Take him and his poor destroyed body... Um, and turn him into a cyborg, as they are. What's different, though, is he's the first common Rider that's actually made by the good guys for the good guys, because the other two common Riders were made by their bad, you know, shocker organizations, mm -hmm. and they were supposed to work for them, but before they got all mind-controlled, they managed to escape somehow. So, Neat. they worked for good and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. But, 
Um, what's interesting and good about Common Rider V3 and what makes it worth watching is if you're someone like me who enjoys like B like horror movies and you know science fiction movies and whatever and you get really into that old school camp, it's hysterical. Like you just laugh like throughout half the episodes oh, because right. it's just full blown ridiculous. Like um <clears throat> Yeah, one of the other things about um, him specifically, V3, that kicks him off, they kind of go, like, a way darker road with him, where the other two were kind of, like, you know, super kid-friendly. Um, they <laughs> they start off with, okay, so there he found a woman on the side of the road, and he she fainted, because she's like, oh, I'm being chased by bad guys. Uh. So he does what any normal person does and takes him home to mom and dad. Mm. So <laughs> he puts him... Found a human. <laughs> Yeah, you know, don't you don't just bring him to the ER. You take him to mom and dad's house to wake up. You're a pet now. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and um, so Sister Jaguar follows him there and murders his mom, dad, and sister. Oh, no! Well, that's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of like his whole, I don't care about being human anymore. I'm an evil cyborg now. I'm going to murderize everybody. So, uh, <laughs> which, you know, he kind of goes through a big arc in V3 about you know, um, I can't just murder them immediately. I guess, you know, I should make sure they're bad first is a thing. Um, and then, um, you know, it kind of goes on later on in episodes. Like, you realize that Destron isn't quite the same type of evil entity that Shocker is. Because okay. they take a lot of good people and, like, really trick them into thinking, oh, you're doing a good thing for society and yourself and, you know... It, we're we're not really doing all these horrible evil things for bad reasons. We're doing them for good reasons, but just kind of breaking the rules a little bit. So like a lot of the scientists working for them and stuff get these weird redemption arcs because like V three managed to rescue a few of them, and like he doesn't yeah. want to kill one of them, but he's like so he's like don't fight me because I'll have to kill you, and the guy's like yeah, but you know I'm gonna anyway. So he has to kill him. Because, but the thing that makes it super sad is they used to be friends when they were kids. So at the end, you see him carrying his dead body out. Like, no! Yeah. So, yeah, it makes it all dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's great. And the action is fantastic. Like, the stunts that he does, he does almost all of his own stunts. Which are, yeah. they're like, there's one where he climbs a rope directly up a waterfall. And, like, he's doing all of that himself. Like... <laughs> There we go. God, yeah, must be a cyborg to do something like that. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> no, he kicks off. He kicks off and takes Common Rider to a totally different area than it was in the very first uh, series, and I think it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And the the characters are crazy. Yeah. But. Nice. So, <clears throat> have you seen the original show too? Yeah. Okay. Oh. So. so Who's, who's trying to? No, no, I was just saying dope. I was just saying dope. I'm sorry. Oh, dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I've watched, I've never seen V3, but I've watched Ooh. the original series after we started talking about it last year. I went through actually the first 13 episodes and then they switch common writers at that point. Yeah. So that's, so what you're saying is that's the first, because I didn't know this. So that's the first series but since it was a second common writer they called the second series v3 because it was the third guy is that yeah do i have that mm -hmm. right 
Yeah, cool. correct. They actually, they knocked around so many different names. Originally, mm-hmm. what they were going to do is they were going to have the first two common Riders build their own robot cyborg, and he was going to have his own race car, like, oh. and whatever, and it was going to be like this whole Common driver. Series. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a little speed racer car. And, um, but they scrapped that, and they're going to call it, like, I forget what it was, like, um, Action Rider or something like okay. that. And then they're like, no, 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 just V3, because he's, you know, he's technically the third. It works. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm glad I like, did. I like the way he's more different looking. He has a, he has like a red and green helmet. He has green eyes yeah, with a red helmet. Yeah, white scarf, I suppose. Right. Yeah. yeah, because the first two guys look so similar that because I... They were, they were the same dude. He was going to kind of just take over for him. They didn't expect the first actor to come back after he destroyed his body the way he did. Well, so I so I didn't know that. I didn't know that's yeah, what that's happened. Why they did that. yeah. But in the story, and this is the Japanese version, in the story he is a different character. So he mm-hmm. cuz the original guy's Hongo, which I love yep. that name. Hongo. <laughs> oh, Hongo. Uh, I just love Hongo. He's like got like these massive Bruce Lee eyebrows too that you just you just cannot contend with. Yeah, uh, and he has really, an amazing really backstory as an actor as well. He was um, he was awesome on the show. I, I loved I loved him. He was great. He took it very, very seriously. I, I think mm. that that's like why I love the Japanese performances overall, like throughout all the years in general. They own right. it in a different way. Yeah, like it's not it. like a mask. They just like they and they put so much emotion into it. Like it's, exactly. it's kind of like the same thing with like American dramas versus Korean dramas and stuff like that. Is that the um the emotions are absolutely raw and they just they push it and go there yeah, you, you would almost call it overacting or like the way we used to act in like the 40s and then somewhere we were just like now nah, we have to get rid of all the emotional part just have full-on violent action and total disassociation and no emotions behind it you know while we fight i don't know in american cinema that's just the way it feels to me yeah it's 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 sort of like uh what i've said in the past like i there's like a class of actor that sort of doesn't exist anymore, but like Christopher Lee is a really good example yeah. of that. Like he could be in such shit, and he said this. He's he said over the you know in interviews that over the years you know he was in good things, he was in bad things, and uh, he always made sure that even if he realized it was terrible, he always 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 gave it his all no matter what because he said just because i think this is dumb or i think the the dialogue is bad or whatever um the audience shouldn't be disrespected by me so he's like the audience is there watching this whoever they are so i'm gonna make sure that i always respect the audience that's the most important thing to him Mm. Um, now he did now that's that said he did convince the producers to make him mute in some of the Dracula sequels because the dialogue was so terrible. But that happened before filming started, didn't it? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, really interesting to, to see all these like performances of all these actors that are just giving it their friggin' all in all different shows. And, and you uh, gotta def- figure like definitely with, see with, that in Common Rider. Like a lot oh, of these yeah. Tokusatsu shows and the actors and things like that, they're not necessarily 
actors like right out the gate that had like a whole long storied history of acting and are like too big for themselves like a lot of them i'm sure are actors that are like really taking pride in it being a part of a long you know running series long running culture and also giving it a chance to you know make a, a pretty impactful break onto the screen because they have a lot of captive viewers you know they might be kids but you know i think that it's also probably a little bit of like a proving ground you know like kind of just chance to cut your teeth so mm-hmm. like any any of these shows it's like yeah the the actors are giving it their all you know none of yeah. them are phoning it in they're they're legitimately trying because they yeah. care a lot about yeah. doing a good job so it like really shows through and even though the shows can be really cheesy you know it doesn't feel like anyone's uh like the acting doesn't feel bad you know and that's mm-hmm. part of why i love watching you know what we did for this episode and watching the actual original japanese yeah, the original shows there's is... so much there's so much more legitimate yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah even if i don't more into it too yeah they do i love that i like that yeah. they they kind of build the world more than just having mm-hmm. like a monster a day mm-hmm. yep yeah i had so much fun with that first um the first 13 episodes that i got to see of common rider uh, v1 i guess yeah, I mean, it's just so funny. And uh, something I had read about that, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but so as you said, Colleen, the original show was more like every, every, mostly every guy was an animal. There was a plant guy. There was a, there was a few non ones, but there is like, you know, mostly everyone's a different animal. Well, the first, the very first uh, creature that he fights is a spider guy. And the second guy he fights is a bat guy. So they specifically did that. They're like, we're going to show that we're better than Spider-Man and we're better than Batman. (laughs) We're going to have our guy kill Spider-Man and kill Batman. That's like legitimately why those two characters were the first two that got out of the way. That's amazing. So funny. But the the costumes were so fun. I loved all the cyborg Mm. monsters. They were just so goofy. There was a chameleon that's really memorable. Um, there's like a lot of, I mean, they're, they're very silly. They're very, very silly costumes, but they're all, they're all people sized, you know, like the yeah. action in common Rider is more like hand to hand stuff. And, you know, and then you have all the cool motorcycle stunts and everything like that. I'm actually really, I got to keep going and I, I want to get to V3 because I, knowing that the other two, so it's, it's the original like Hongo actor too. Oh man, I I, I definitely want to see this, like for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's worth the road is paved ahead of you, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get the first uh, handful of episodes on YouTube. Nice, very cool. Well, thank you very much, Colleen. Is that does anybody have anything to say about Common Rider V three before we move on to the Octoponder? No, no? I, need, I need to uh, I need to check out. I need to check out some of the uh, the older Kamen Rider stuff because a lot of the the Kamen Rider stuff that I've watched are from like the um, um, the two thousands. Um, yeah, yeah, like the the Heisei era. I I, yeah. I, I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, the Heisei. You did. Yeah. There's like twenty fifth or so uh, versions of Kamen Rider. That's how long it's been. Yeah, that's how long <laughs> wow. it's been. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Crazy. So 
So, um, so yeah, I need, I definitely need to check out some of the old yeah. stuff. Honestly, I think it's wild that they still call them common writers because they, there's no connection whatsoever. They're like no. almost in their completely own universes, yeah. and they're just original things. I think it's just their way of uh, keeping the cash cow going in the right direction. Right, not not ditching the name and, and shooting mm-hmm. themselves in the foot because that was the other <laughs> yeah. part of it with the American shows, like all the, uh, you know the the um saban stuff you know as a kid you see all these shows and you're like okay you've got like vr troopers and samurai cyber soldiers and all this other power rangers or whatever but it's mm-hmm. like they're not related at all because mm-hmm. and i i wouldn't even have like i just would have assumed they're all totally different like creators of them mm-hmm. because they feel so totally like different different so with so with common writer they're just like you know they kept that identity as part of mm-hmm. it and and, it, and they always kept the look like the essences yeah. of the look of common rider were intact yeah. more than they were for power rangers i mean power rangers really just had the colors going on the way that they changed up like the helmets and everything it's like i mean i don't know these could be totally yeah different. super sentai was things. really different yeah they changed yeah. Really yeah. a lot from season to season ultraman I, I, was was always kind of looked like an ultraman for the most yeah. part mm-hmm. I, I like ultra, that ultra seven looks different but like uh most of them look pretty ultramany so yeah <laughs> same sort of thing very cool. But since you mentioned Saban, let's just really, really quick. Oh, my God. I think the worst Saban show uh, of them all was the freaking failed one season abortion that was Masked Rider, which was taken from it was the only time they tried to adapt uh, Common Rider. It was called Masked Rider. And I think the show that it was actually taking taking footage from was I believe it was Common uh, Rider Black RX. Yeah, I believe it's called. Yeah, and but all the bad guys weren't weren't from that. They were from one of the movies, and they had so so they had such little footage of the bad guys. I mean, you think that Rita Repulsa was was like repetitive with her like the shots you kept seeing over and over, where she's like ah, like in the same exact. Way. It's like oh my god, forget about it. The masked rider guys. They had one shot of one guy turning left. Over and over, you see the one shot of that one guy turning left, and that's it. There's like nothing else you got. They like, we got to keep showing this one shot. Oh my god, absolutely the weirdest adaptation of them all. He basically had no business even being like common rider. There was nothing motorcycle. There was nothing common rider at all. No, no shocker. No nothing. It was just like he was like from a a fucking other planet. It was like fantasy and it was like, like a prince prince and there was wizards and then and then he he goes to earth and is, he's in a sitcom they they turned it into like a, a family sitcom and there was like this <laughs> stupid duck bear koala yeah, what, thing what, what was it called like furby or like furbis or something oh, oh my god yeah oh man. my god it that show horrible. is absolutely 100% unwatchable. Talk about throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. Oh my god. You have no idea what kind of show to make. Let's do all the shows. Did did you like any of that? It's such a bummer because it's the only one that we got here and they just ruined it utterly. Well, we had one other. We had one other. We had that um, the Kamen Rider Dragon Knight. Okay. That won the daytime Emmy for the stunt coordination. Oh, okay. That one was actually a better attempt at Common at, at Rider. That was a way better attempt, but it just, it's it gotta just, be. It's, it's it's just, gotta it, be. I never watched that one. I just know that it won the Emmy, and I was like, what? Common <laughs> Rider won something? I'm yeah. so happy for them. Yeah, yeah definitely. Basically, yeah. It yeah. was the first year they had that award out, too. 
was it because was it because um uh what uh, was it because uh david uh the coast coast was on there uh it was because they had really good uh hand-to-hand combat and, and stuff combat like that. yeah yeah because yeah. yeah because david don't yeah all you right. mean I? Do you mean Mark Dacascus? My Mark Dacascus. My bad. My bad. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. I, I don't oh, know why. oh. So Mark Dacascus <laughs> was in a freaking Common Rider. I didn't know Kamen that. Rider, That's Dragon awesome. Knight. Yep. Hmm. Yep. It's it's such a bummer too because I have I've never seen uh, the the Common Rider Black RX, but I really like the suit. The suit. Like, they, suit there's so many good suits. Like they have a lot. Like the costume design and a lot of the Common Rider stuff is just like insane. Like, um, just as it goes on, they just, like, kind of morph it crazily, but they always do keep, like, the, um, what is it, like, the grasshopper, um. Right, he just basically looks like a grasshopper. Well, what they originally wanted to do was because manga, the manga artist for them is Shotaro uh, Ishinomori, I believe is his name. He had Cyborg 009 and Skullman. And they originally wanted to do, or he wanted them when they did the inception of Kamen Rider, wanted Skullman to be like the, the what they put out. And they're like, oh, that'll be too scary. The kids won't like it. So why don't we just kind of like change it up a little bit? But if you look up them up, like both Cyborg 009 and Skullman, like their designs, they still have like that kind of bug eye thing going on and just the rounded head. So all he did was kind of like add antennas and just make it more bug like, like on the bottom. And there you go. That was the common. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures they, now. Interesting. They did. Uh, they did uh, introduce. Um, um, uh, what, what was this? What What, what did you refer to him as? Skullman. Yeah, Skull Man. Yeah. Skull Man. Um, then they then they introduce him in uh in uh Kamen Rider W. He does have appearances on things. I remember hearing that, but I I don't know of it myself. I just remember hearing he had his own thing going, which is like cool. one of the other reasons why they were kind of steering away from it. Other than the, oh, I don't think it'd be good for right. family time in the, you know, 60s, 70s. So I I haven't finished W yet, but I know I know I know for a fact that he's definitely that he's definitely on there. I don't know how far they dive into like his backstory and everything like that. Yeah, like know. I think it's only recently because they're doing a Shin uh, Shin Kamen Rider. That's Kamen Rider. Yeah. Heck yeah. Japan, I think, and I think it's about to come over here. It hasn't yet, I don't think. Uh, or at least I only read about it like four weeks ago. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait. But, um, yeah, so now they're trying to give them, like, you know, their origins back and stuff like that. But, like, um, Tina and I were saying, uh, the Common Rider stuff has been so completely disassociated from its origins. Like, uh, in one of them, like, Common Rider Dano, they ride a friggin' train, <laughs> you know, into, <laughs> into time. Yeah. yeah, because, like, I guess all the creatures are coming back from different time periods to stop certain things from happening and to you know, corrupt the timeline. So now they have like a metro train that they do or bullet train, whatever, that they fly off like Doc Brown <laughs> you know, to like different time periods or whatever. It's insane. And um like common we got the Rider. circus of time, we got the railways of time. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I think they have the, the way they keep him a rider is I think in the back there's a compartment of the train that opens up and a little motorcycle comes out and he has something going. <laughs> on the tracks behind the train um but yeah no it's ridiculous 
but nice. it's fun. It's fun. It's totally jump the sharky, but it's wonderful. Nice. And then like when the Twilight era happened, and everyone's like, "Oh, monsters and vampires are sexy now. We need to get the women in on Common Rider." They did Common Rider Kiva, which uh, was just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard him. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Like, even the opening, they have flower petals and the sad violin. And it's just, like, these really emo guys with, like, you know, the long hair and the sad backstory. Dark and brooding. Like, oh, oh, this pandering. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big pandering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They tried to jump oh, on the man. cash cow. Wait, we have horny teenagers on the, on the horizon. Let's spend money on merchandise. Let's go, go, go. Make the waifus now. <laughs> Everybody get, and you get a grasshopper helmet, and you get a grasshopper helmet. Everybody does. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Colleen. That was an excellent pick, excellent presentation. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you got to be here for it. Um, so long time coming. That was a long time coming. Um, so I definitely am going to go keep watching Kamen Rider. I have loved what I've seen and can't wait to get to three. It sounds really, really fun. Um, so anyway, that's the first half of the episode, guys. We are an hour in, uh, so we're doing pretty good. Uh, so this week's Octoponder This, it's about that time we're going we're gonna to ask it for you, to you, of you, whatever. Um, for you. All that good stuff. We posted it to the group today, but I got to say, we uh, we had a pretty pretty meager response to this. I don't know if we don't have enough tokusatsu fans in the group or what, but hey, we uh, we only had a couple answers, but that's okay. We're going to play a bunch of music for you when we get back. So the question <laughs> is, what is your favorite tokusatsu theme song? It could be the beginning or the end theme song, because as with a lot of anime and a lot of Japanese things, the beginning song and the end song are totally, totally different. And um, it could also be from an American show. It didn't have to be the Japanese. You know, if you wanted to pick Power Rangers or something, then go for it. But anyway, so we will uh, we will be right back. You guys ponder that. And uh, and yeah, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see you next Thursday. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you. 
Attention, this is the last skeleton of Cadavra, and you are listening to Rancho Notorious. No, wait, no, that's Retro Redoctopus. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this. All right, guys, it is, uh, it is welcome back. Welcome back aboard. Uh, we we are we have returned, and I hope you've had a chance to listen to some fun commercials from some s- brother and sister shows and dorks on the dorkening that we are friends with, and we we dork out with them. Sometimes it's occasional, but sometimes it's depends on the week, really, how much we dorking we do. But um, yeah, so uh, so we we have uh, we have our question: What is your favorite tokusatsu theme? Um, I know. I know I have mine. I know you guys have yours. How about we just play a huge ass block of music, and then uh, we'll go through it one by one. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. All right. Let's let's play the beats. <laughs> Come on. 
crystal energy force which creates and sustains life in our universe. The warlord of R and his evil army are determined to control Photon and use it for their own evil ends. The only thing that stands in their way is the Earthling Bodhi Lee, who along with five other Photon champions are known as the Photon Warriors. So good. Um, guys, thank you so much for all those amazing picks. Um, so, you know, we, like I said, you know, it's not, not so many, but we, we're going to run through them. So um, first up, uh, first up was my pick. Totally weird pick. Um, it might be the greatest song of all time. Uh, so I, I chose the ending theme for Zoo Ranger. That's Zoo Ranger. Zoo, which is, which is the uh, the show. It was the sixteenth Super Sentai show. It's what our first season of Power Rangers was actually based on. The actual original full title is Kyoryu Sentai Zoo Ranger. And uh, when they transform, instead of instead of morphin time, they'd shoot out their morphers and they'd go Dino Buckler. 
which I just <laughs> love, love so much. I mean, they're totally bucklers. They are. A lot of sense. They are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, the name of the show translates into Dinosaur Squadron Beast Ranger. And uh, anyway, uh, the original show is so incredibly different from Power Rangers. I don't I'm not going to like go into everything, but it is so different. One of the craziest things is that the Zords are not called that. Uh, They're the guardian beasts. They're gods. They're gods. And the Megazord talks and he's a character. That is wild. So like imagine if Voltron like would kick you out if he was pissed at you and like would talk to you and scold you. I would love that. (laughs) It's, it is so weird and so different. And Oh my God, the amount of like story that got cut out. There was a couple episodes where I would, I actually watched the power ranger episode after. Cause I'm like, I remember this guy. I want to see like what they kept and what they changed. And it's just, it is unbelievable. They'll, they'll keep like 5% of the original story. And it's just, it's crazy. So I have watched about 27 episodes of Zoo Ranger. I literally can't stop. I love it so friggin' much. But anyway, this end theme song is the weirdest shit. It is so like Caribbean and bizarre. And like the, if you like listen to the, they, if, if you can find the translation of what the lyrics are saying, it is so out there. It doesn't make any sense. It's like just pure, fun energy and happiness and there's a shot of the black ranger just like just dancing on the back of a giant woolly mammoth and he's just grooving up there and like i don't know it is the weirdest fucking thing i it is the pinnacle of everything i love about weird japanese movies and tv is this song so anyway that was my pick uh we'll go down the list joe yes what was your pick my pick was the theme song to Zyuden Sentai Kyuyogur. Okay. I don't know what that means. It. <laughs> it's from the, the Super Sentai meta series. Um, quite honestly, I'm a noob in this area of kingdom. You're welcome. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I could not pick a theme song for life. Me, so I, like, just today, I, like, just listened to, like, a bunch of uh, theme songs and this one just stuck out and I nice. just really I just really enjoyed it. It was awesome. And, yeah. yeah, I'd never heard it before. It's cute. Awesome yeah. stuff. That's all, that's all I gotta say about it. Nice. <laughs> Santino. Yes sir. Your pick yes, sir. your pick was third. Uh okay my pick was from um Common Rider X eight which uh which uh turned out to be Turned out to be one of my uh, my favorite uh, Common Rider series. Um, I, I I I don't know. Common Rider has this has this weird thing with with me. Um, they start off very very kind of silly at first. As far as far as the the the, the newer era, um, um, what um we're we're in the uh, X X eight is still the Heisei era. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off very very silly. Like okay, for instance, um, for instance, um. Their first form, their first transformation form, they start off as like this little chibi looking character. And then they go to level two and that's when they actually come into like the actual like the spandex and you know what I mean, the actual uniform and everything like that. But um, it's uh, uh, I forget which uh, it's the it was the 18th series in the in the Heisei period. Oh, OK. OK. Um, came out in t- uh, 2016. Um, 
uh, came out one week after the finale of Kamen Rider Ghost, which is another good um, 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 series yeah. to check out. Um, hmm, cool. Else? Uh, what so else? many. It's just insane. My God. Just so many. Yeah. Way too many. Way too many. Um, um, where, where, where was I? Where was I? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting off track here. And did uh, a whole bunch of thoughts are overflowing <laughs> right now. I no problem. Um, um, just spit them out. Just spit them out. Oh, oh, the theme, the theme, um, the theme, um, I, I particularly, um, I, that's the reason why I stuck around for it because the theme is, is a bit weird. Um, it's video gaming and, and, um, like dot, like doctors. So like the whole, okay. that, that's where the, where the XA thing comes in and everything like that. So the main character, main character, Emu, um, or, or they call him, a uh, Gamer M. He's like this master genius gamer that was uh that was um sick a long time ago, got saved by got saved by um by I I, I wanna say a, a reputable doctor. Um <laughs> I and, hope so. yeah, yeah. Okay, um and um whenever he um whenever he cures him, he gives him this uh this hand this handheld um um console. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It was a it was a Bandai release, an actual Bandai release. Um, it was okay. I think it was called the Wave Something. Okay. So, um, Wonder Swan. Sounds familiar. Um. Uh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, um. I, I I forget I forget what it was I forget what it was a uh, what it was called. But it was supposed. But but the but the handheld console. I actually looked it up, and it was um um the competitor for the Neo Geo Pocket Color and the Game Boy Color. At the time, um, it didn't really okay. last. Didn't last long at all. Um, kind of came and went, but it was only popular in Japan. But he gives him that. Um, he becomes this this great gamer. Um, and there's this virus. Um, um years later, when he grows up, he beco- he becomes uh, an intern for a hospital in Japan. And um, there's this virus that gets um that's uh, released. Um, and it's coincidentally through video games. And um, um. He tries to save this uh, this kid, and um, um, there's this company, um, this gaming company that um, um, they have technology to to fight the viruses. Um, so I guess they partner with the, um, with the well, I guess the medical industry, and okay. um, um, that's where the the transformation buckle comes in and everything like that. They give um, they give emu um, emu, emu emu. They're looking for somebody to give the buckle to, but it winds up in emu's hands. And if it turns out that he's the perfect match for it, coincidentally, and um, that's how that's pretty much how the how the how the story begins. He meets other doctors that are that are also um, worthy of being common riders as well. Like they um um uh his his theme is more like the the platformer, like because his uh his uh, main weapon is a hammer. So he's like the platformer that runs around and bonks people on the head and stuff like that. And then there's another there's another doctor who's who's a surgeon. And his his um his gaming specialty is a fantasy RPG, so he has like swords and he's a knight and everything like that. And then there's another guy that's a that's a shooter, a shooter type game theme um that's called Kamen Rider Snipe. And you know he's um it's a it's a it's a fun roller coaster story. At first it starts off really silly, and then things get serious at 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 some point. I I forget which which episode um but but um because I, I haven't seen it in a while but um. It's a it's a it's a fun show to watch. Um, it's very very odd too. Like um, you know, sounds like, 
so different. Like, my God, yeah. so completely different. <laughs> yeah, super, super, super different. And and the, the the theme is really what what brought what brought me in. As I said, as I said earlier, like they have they have this one common writer that's um that's um based off of like like um that's themed after uh like like puzzle like like puzzle fighter. Okay. Instance, you know what I mean? Oh, like okay. he's a fighter slash, you know what I mean? He solves puzzles and everything like that. And but he's actually a bad guy. The bike that um that Emu rides in here, he's actually a person that transform that transforms into a common rider that turns into a bike. Oh what? Yeah. It's so yeah, weird. It's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's so so it's, it's it's like Turbo Kid, but worse. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind turbo, of, turbo team. So <laughs> it, it's kind, it's kind of cheesy, kind of campy, but fun in all the nice. in all the right ways, and and fun as hell to watch. I'm actually, I actually started rewatching it today, and I've been having a blast. I'm um, going through it again. So, so nice. Um, so, so that's Common Rider X Aid Op X Aid X Aid. Yeah, okay, no, just X Aid X Aid. Okay. Nice. E X A I D. It's like Sharp what a weird reload. title. I can't even say it. Like it's bizarre. Um, all right. So Colleen, your pick was next. Yeah. And um, I loved your pick wasn't so it much. It was so fun. It it amps you up. It's like a, it, you really get into it. And it's such a perfect um, end. So my pick, let's go over it. Um, was a closing theme for um, Common Rider. Ooh, at least I call it ooh. It's just yeah. Ooh. So do I. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's called Power to Terror by E.G. Hino and Akira Kushida, and it's ridiculously great. I love the guitar. The solo is fantastic. It may be four minutes long, <laughs> but it's it's really it's worth it. It's a good listen. I enjoy it uh, greatly. And um, it's actually, you know, if the one that I had posted in our um, post on the yeah. Retro Reactivist mm-hmm. Facebook post has the English translation to it. And it's very it's a it's a very empowering lyrics and it kinda like, you know, it has the Spider Man esque, you know, power and responsibility thing to it. You know, because uh, it's actually the transformation song as well for okay. a combination. So in Common Rider, ooh. So the whole premise of this is again completely different in its own thing because, as we said, the hasty period of Common Rider stuff is literally just you know producers picking up really great um, Tanhatsu like storylines and then just throwing the Common Rider logo on it. And just putting it out there, um, because yeah, this one it's the um, what is it? The twelfth series of the Hasty Period and the twenty-first oh, okay. Common Rider overall, which is just crazy. Wow. But yep. um, it's this random dude just happens to be walking around and runs into a disembodied uh, demon arm that talks, and um, it's part of uh, this creature known as a greed and uh they're these 800 year old creatures that have been sleeping in the earth that are all made of metal and they have to like imbibe all these things and they have internal coins or something and so uh disembodied hand wants to kind of use this dumb kid that he just met and use him to kind of like you know get his way back in here because the kid has no idea that this hand is like actually evil so he gives him a, a transform belt, so a henshin belt. It has three little slots for it, and all these different animal coins exist 
that he happens to either be given or find somewhere, or, you know, gets from defeating other enemies or whatever. And once he gets them, he puts them in random combinations and his head, torso, and legs get the power of whatever animal it happens to be. So this uh, song is for his... Um, <laughs> the transformation, it's Pterodacto, Triceratops, and then uh, T-Rex. So that's the whole song. Oh, it's very about greedy. That. He's, he's yeah. taking like three dinosaurs. Like, Me come on, cool dude. Ones. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, but throw, it, throw a stapler on that or something anyway. It's so cringe, though. Like, the CGI that they do for the transformation with the Pterodacto wings is quite cringe. It's so bad. But it's hysterical. And it's, well, the storyline of it, it gets kind of, like, good. It starts off super goofy, like you said, because it, it's a common writer. It gets kind of It gets kind of good. You get into it, because you get into the character, like, and you're like, all right. And I feel like that's, like, the, just the way these kinds of um, shows go. And that's why yeah. they're a guilty pleasure. This is why you don't normally tell people, oh, crap, I watched this. <laughs> you know, right. it's got to yeah. be you and your four walls and nothing else it's it's yeah. a trust we're we're, we're kind of you know opening it's socially acceptable to watch porn but not so much <laughs> but not so <laughs> much this Armin Ryder and, yeah. And, yeah this, yeah, exactly. this is less yeah. so yeah. <laughs> your significant other walks in and you got power rangers on the tv and you're like it's, was, it's only porn it's only porn it's not, it's it's not, you know, the grunting and the high yas it's just porn <laughs> um, <laughs> um, awesome awesome good stuff so is is it literally pronounced ooh or is it does it stand for something it's oh right never heard it said aloud really what the I, I, I've, I've, heard people, I've, I've heard i've heard people say ooh and i've heard people just say oh that's it yeah okay and then that's, that's, that's ooh, nobody, say, uh, nobody says common rider uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no 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 i don't i don't think i've ever heard. As, no. as far as like, and, and mind you, I don't, I don't speak to too many people about this stuff either. So <laughs> there's five of us in America. Uh, we're all here. Um, awesome. Uh, Tim, 8 Bit Alchemy. Hi. The final pick of the show, anyway. And yeah. we, have a, we have a couple, we have a couple more from our Retroids. But so what was yours? Sure. So, so we were talking about Common uh, Rider Dragon Knight as the mm -hmm. American, the second adaptation. So actually the show that I went with was the Japanese uh, original version that Dragonite became. So that's uh, Kamen Rider Ryuki. And okay. uh, Kamen Rider Ryuki, uh, actually when we were going to do this episode a while ago, that was the show that I was, I was really getting into. So I wanted to at least be able to bring it into the conversation, talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, theme song is called Alive, A Life. Uh, it is by Rika Matsumoto, who is like a Japanese actress, voice actress, singer, like the whole nine. Uh, she's actually known for being the voice of Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon uh, anime in in Japan. Uh, his oh. his name is Satoshi in, in Japanese Pokemon. Uh, oh, okay. And also played Bakura in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, oh. As well as like a billion other like voice acting oh, yeah. credits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this song, Alive Alive, is really cool. Uh, it's definitely got like this kind of high energy. It made me so like I don't know if if you guys have have ever watched or heard any of the music from Initial D, like it's all this like really high energy like Euro dance, Euro pop 
kind of music, but like there's this sound effect that they always use, and it's like this wee, and it's like this weird, very specific like synthesizer noise, and this song does it in the first five seconds. And so when I was like going through episodes and stuff, I was like, oh shit, this this show did the initial D thing in the first thirty seconds. I need to keep watching this. So I was like, I'm like, just like, okay, like, what is this show gonna be? Uh, so the theme song's good, you know, it's very upbeat, like pop, you know, rock kind of hybrid song. It's cool. Nice. Um, and then the the show Dragon Rider or Common Rider Ryuki is, it's like, I started watching this, going like, man, is this dumb? I think it's dumb. <laughs> I need some after. And then after, and let like, me know. After I finished two episodes, I'm like, "Am I dumb?" <laughs> because I think I just, I think I like this. I think I like so, it. So, like, I don't know. I just basically like immediately realized I'm like, "Shit, I don't care. I'm having fun. Let's keep going." Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like a very, you know, a very, very big departure. Uh, I'm just gonna read like a summary from from a wiki just because it kind of it 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 boils it down nicely. Uh, there are thirteen card decks that are created for 13 common writers they make contracts with monsters from a mysterious mirror world which is a parallel world opposite to the real one in which only common writers can exist the writers draw on their monster strengths in exchange for feeding them the life force of monstrous creatures that they destroy um, the creator of these advent cards has only one rule there can only be one uh, successful like living common writer outside of the mirror world all others must be killed, and the sole victor will be granted a single wish, which leads to a big, long conflict that's called the Rider War. Uh, so the, the story starts Ruling. out, the, ma the main character has nothing to do with common Rider stuff. He's just a regular average Joe. And then they, in the first episode, run up against this other guy who's known as common Rider Knight. Uh, in the American show, he was called the Wing Rider. Uh, okay. But he, like... The show's neat because a lot of the writers have like clear basis on whatever the monster is that they formed a pact with. So Common Rider Knight, his his like mirror world monster creature is this giant bat. So he's got like this huge black cape, he's got these really cool like pointed kind of knight visor on his helmet. Um, has a lot of like very like dark, you know, black and blue kind of colors, all very thematic on like a bat. Guy's really awesome. Seems like he's going to be a bad guy. He's not a bad guy, as far as I've gotten. He's, he's a bad guy. Kind of like he's like the he's, proto man. You know, it's a, like uh, he looks way cooler, but he's a Batman. Just because I am Bat guy does not mean I'm bad guy. Well said, Zangief. So I mean, I think that uh, that you know he starts out the show, and what he's actually doing is he made a pact with this bat creature but he is trying to make a pact with a stronger mirror world creature that has been that like he's seen around the city and so every so often throughout the episode the main the main like normal guy character he'll just like see stuff out of the corner of his eye in like reflections and mirrors and stuff like that and there's this dragon monster that's like trying to like kind of get through to him from the mirror world or whatever and you find out that common writer knight is tracking down this dragon because he wants to break his contract with the bat and form a form a contract <laughs> with this dragon because it's way fucking better um because it's pokemon and i like pokemon everything i like is pokemon okay so this basically 
translates to all right so you know he's like he's like all right random guy get out of my way you're making my life hard and he's like dude i don't even know what the hell's going on like at all and then uh so the dragon ends up you know breaking through common rider knight feels like he's you know i don't know whatever gonna make his play shoot his shot and then our main character ends up like forming a pact with it like a deck uh, one of these advent card decks kind of descends whatever and it's like you know you're the chosen one i'm gonna make a pact with you and so main character guy gets to be you know the dragon you know that's that's what american show dragon knight you know it all makes sense yeah so uh yeah he forms a forms a pact with the dragon and obviously common rider knight is just like butthurt as 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 he would be right because he's like dude i've been doing this for like forever and i was totally gonna get this super awesome mirror monster and you're some random guy and like god damn it like you you <laughs> took the way better monster um and so the show just kind of goes on like the way that you interact with the mirror monster is you use this deck of cards and it's like it's it's fucking you like you have yeah. a deck of cards and they pull a card and they're like fire breath attack and they slot it into this thing and then their creature comes and does attacks like it's just it's common writer meets pokemon meets Yu-Gi-Oh. like it's yeah it's just the perfect show like i don't really know what else you want from me <laughs> so like i i watched like I, yeah right it was very popular and very marketable you know like i think yep. when i when i watched the first episode i went this was exclusively made to sell shit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think they even thought of anything else. Uh, yeah. This was just to make merch. But um, I don't know. It ends up being really fun. And, and where I left it off was like maybe episode four or five. And, um, and they start to introduce new advent card decks that are coming into the world and new new people who are finding them or new common writers who are coming through the mirror world and so you're actually getting introduced to some of these other characters along the way some of them are good some of them are bad and uh they do a thing that i love that actually sometimes anime will do where the intro for the show is the intro for the whole for the whole time like it, it never changes except in the first episode they have certain characters faces and things like crossed out mm -hmm. and so like oh, you'll oh, see neat. the whole intro and but like they'll they'll show like all the five main characters but three of them will be scribbled over so that way you can't tell who they are but then once the show gets to the point where it introduces them it removes like, the censoring and it's like -da. so now they've, they've been here the whole time so i think that's really neat that's like a great device to kind of keep you being like okay there's more that i don't know yet yeah um and i think that's really fun to kind of like finish the picture but yeah i i genuinely really enjoyed uh watching ryuki uh for all its dumbness and and wanted to keep going um i was just having a hard time finding all of it um but yeah i thought the theme song was was a great song as well and it's only like a minute in the show but the full version's like four and a half minutes long so it's a pretty long like full song but yeah yeah dragon rider ryuki it's uh it's i don't know i i like it it's Whatever. your favorite thing yeah it's, it's fun. worth it's fun that's the definition it's fun it's worth becoming dumber was <laughs> what i've i'm, I'm it's I'm worth here. realizing that i was dumber the whole time <laughs> I, I just like <laughs> and the, the real treasure we got is the dumbness we <laughs> the we dumbness gathered along, we along, along the, the way, way. <laughs> yeah exactly um, 
Nice. Um, <clears throat> all right. And also, we had uh, just two Retroids chimed into this week's Octoponder. We had Phil Conti, who recommended the show Photon, which is actually an American show, but it was a bunch of costumes and stuff. It was an English language original program. Um, I think it counts. It's close enough. Thanks, Phil, for recommending that. It looks terrible and i have i have no <laughs> memories of this whatsoever to be fair you also admitted it was terrible when you just went back to watch it um <laughs> photon i don't know and then dustin braga came in with a double shot that's what we ended the block with and that was the uh the english version common rider dragon knight and power rangers dino charge which were both completely awesome so thank you guys for uh for adding those to our block and i hope you guys enjoyed that um we 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 invite you all anytime really to come on to the group it's a it's a fun place just come on the group you know answer the octoponder this or maybe just leave some retro goodness any any sort of retro goodness we always like it we always we always talk and chat and and wax philosophical and and all sorts of stuff and hey sometimes it ends up in an in an episode like in this case what's going on right now so uh yeah so if, you know if you like what we're doing you know please do that come on to to facebook come on to the group also you can email us at redoctopus at gmail.com and if you like what we're doing please leave us a review or a rating on our host site just search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. So thanks to all those for all those awesome answers. And by all, I mean Phil Conti and Dustin Braga, because <laughs> you guys really showed up. Thank, thank, thankfully. <laughs> but without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right. So second half of the meat and potato. We have uh, we have three more presentations for y'all. Let's start things off with a with a little gentleman I like to call. Mr. Ape at Alchemy, who was just talking. Oh, hi. It's me. Hi. Again. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. please, please start us off our second half. The double shot. So, yes. yeah, we're going we're gonna to start off with the theme song for the show, and you're going to listen to it. And it's in Japanese, but I am confident you'll know the name of the show by the time it's over. <laughs> Fair enough. Just from, just from context clues. Uh, but, yeah, uh, let's give it a listen. <laughs> Fighter! 
Alrighty, so we just heard the theme song for Juko B Fighter, which is, uh, you know, basically uh, just it. So, so we 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 may or may not be familiar with a show in America called Big Bad Beetleborgs, uh, and if you're not, you're probably better off. Uh, it was it was the one show other than. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that I remember thinking, like, really latching onto the designs. I liked the the suits a lot. Um, but I could not really, in good conscience, get into that show because it was so <laughs> bad. So, so extra bad. Like, we've talked bad, but it's like the, the three kids just wander into a, a haunted house and they meet this weird fucking guy named, like... Flubbo or some shit and Flabber, Flabber. and his Flabber. chin is like this huge chin and he's just like this random guy and they're like hey it's spooky for no reason okay uh you're Beatles now and it's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> what the like, crap the, the whole thing he looks like Jay Leno he, he does, does. He <laughs> looks really, yeah. totally like totally. freaking Jay Leno it's like why, why are you blue why are you a blue Jay Leno Elvis like right. it makes yeah. sense it's so weird. I'm like, isn't this show about Beatles? They're like, yeah, it's just a coincidence, though. It has nothing to do with anything else. Uh, <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with Jay Leno. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so Juco B-Fighter is uh, the opposite of that. It is entirely based on, like, the earth and environment and nature and Beatles and shit. So, like, fuck yeah, bring on the bugs. I'm gay. <laughs> uh, so this show I've wanted to watch for a wicked long time. Ever since learning that all those American shows were actually originally Japanese shows with a full finished thought process. I was like, mm -hmm. I really want to watch what Beetleborgs was made of. Uh, and so this show starts out with the story is that suddenly insects all over the world just start going crazy. They start like swarming and gathering up and, and making these huge massive migrations and like scientists are baffled. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Um, and so uh, there is this group called the Earth Academia Group that dispatches uh, an entomologist who is not somebody who studies pastries. They're somebody who studies bugs. Uh, so Takia Kai is sent out to, like, you know bugs, go see what's going on. Uh, and so he actually runs up against this, this creature who is not in Beetleborgs at all. And his name is Sage, uh, Sage Guru. And he's this giant, like, stag beetle guy. Like, he's like a Hercules beetle Muppet with, like, movable, like, like big, like, you know, cutesy eyeballs and, like, a gold mustache and, like, a, a staff. <laughs> like, I love him so much. He's so freaking cute and just, like, he's like weird. a little this... Yoda wizard, but a yeah. beetle. Yeah, he's <laughs> like a beetle Yoda wizard. And I'm like, what? Why would you take this out of your Beetleborg show? Why would you replace this with Flabber of all the things you could have given us? So uh, you meet Sage Guru and he, you know, t tells tells this whole deal that the reason why the bugs are freaking out is because they're essentially acting like a defense mechanism for the planet Earth. That like the bugs are in tune with, you know, the kind of life pulse of, uh, of the Earth. I always think about Final Fantasy VII. I always think about like, you know, mm -hmm. the life stream. Materia. Right? Like, 
material the the rifle stream and uh just the concept that like the earth is you know a sentient living thing with with causes and effects and responses so the bugs have like mobilized to try and defend the earth from some something that is coming to to really do some serious damage to earth uh so guru lets them know that there is this threat coming now okay get get ready for this name i this is the true japanese name okay um, but they are the the combat they have to combat the threat known as jamal <laughs> i really wasn't prepared for it. like nothing about that name makes sense as to why they chose it but it's not a single person's name it is like the united front jamal <laughs> i just i'm like i'm like i just i genuinely don't what? understand i don't i don't get it uh but so so jamaru is uh, basically this this you know collective that's coming to to Earth, and their ship is really funny. Like it's done, it's done well. It's a good effect, but it is just a ginormous hand. It's just a huge, like big old monstrous gauntlet that's just like flying through space, and it it looks cool. Like it's done well, but it's it's just a giant hand. Like it's a monstrous hand, but whatever. <laughs> So, the forces of Jamaru is coming through this this giant ship, and the the leader of Jamal is uh, is this this I don't know this being known as Gaum, uh, which is like <laughs> they should have swapped those I know, I know. Jamal feels like a person's name, and Gaum feels like the. the I went to the, school with a Jamal. I mean, he was a jerk, but I don't know that he was a giant evil entity. Right, <laughs> certainly not meant for the destruction of the of the you know the united states the planet actually way bigger stakes um yeah so so galm is the uh is the bad guy and he looks awesome i think that he looks really really cool uh just a unique looking kind of main bad guy type got this very weird kind of like gold uh white and black like motif and just like you can't 100 percent tell like he's not supposed to be something uh but looks really neat very you know imposing and then he has these these other uh these other generals which are jera schwartz in in uh gigaro and uh schwartz is super weird because they explain it that in in the the world building like you mentioned colleen that these like to do they do they do mention that commander schwartz was originally a computer program who gained sentience and transferred himself into a body and now is like this living robot thing but he has dreadlocks <laughs> which is interesting uh, like okay. he has cyber like, dreadlocks like, like they're cables that he cut short you know right but they're like they're like you know si like six freaking centimeter gauge hdmi cables <laughs> like they're like big big white long dreadlocks and then like these little like kind of teal caps at the end so i don't know like the show was definitely going for you know some kind of different different concepts different ideas and i wasn't expecting that um you know they would that they would have that design element there um jira is i i have watched like eight or nine episodes of this and jira has not once 
been given the chance to be like the main bad guy for the episode every episode it's like gaum decides one of them gets to be the person who has to you know do whatever scheme Monster uh, and the so, week. right and so they each have their own specialist specialized army jira has the mercenary army schwartz has the combat mecha army and gigoro has the synthetic beast army uh gigoro looks kind of like a he's like all green and he has some kind of like you know, uh, almost like a like those frilly shirts, like those elements in there, and then he's got like a head that kind of looks like a, I don't know, like a monster, but like with some elements that look like a knight's helmet. Like it's very, very weird, but I think his design's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, that's Jamal. That's like Gaum and his forces. So basically, Sage Guru says to to Takia, this this entomologist, he's like, I will help you to you know perfect technology to kind of combat these these this incoming thing and so they're like this earth academia group is developing these different these different robot armors and they're trying to to build something that's going to help fight back and uh and they're just not successful they're not really working out sage guru steps in and he like imbues the power of earth in nature and like the the essence of of the insects that he is in tune with into these armors and so they turn from just these generic silver armors to these fully tricked out like beetle armors and um and so the other the the main three characters uh you have uh Oh, hold on. I just lost it. So you have Takia, who is the entomologist. You have Daisaku, who is a, um, he's a arborist. So, you know, he's all about like trees. And then there's Rei Hayama, who's a zoologist. So they're like really going for the environmental angle, really right, going right. for like that being a focus. They're not just like, oh, random high school fuckwad. Yeah, he's going to be there. It's like, okay. Like all of the main characters are like, no, they had agency in what was happening anyway. And then Earth Academia like called on them to be advisors for, you know, whatever was going on with the bugs and stuff like that just in general. And then they were like right place, right time for them <laughs> developing these armors and stuff. So they all get to be them. Uh, you have the three different colored armors. There's the blue one, which is blue beat, or actually it's it's blue beat. But the way that the Japanese accent is, is you would say blue beetu. So it kind of yeah. just sounds like blue beetle. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the green right. one, who's G stag. And then there's the red one, who unfortunately she gets the worst name. It's just like a portmanteau of red and beetle. So she's Reddle. Oh. So she's oh. just like red, and it's just a very, very weak name. I'm like, really? Grinostago. <clears throat> um, but but uh, I think all three of them look awesome. They do a good job giving them yeah. like different kinds of things. You know, much like Power Rangers in a lot of these shows, they always have like these unveiling of like new weapons, new stuff. Like they mm -hmm. keep upping the ante. So cool. like the first things that they gain access to is they, they get their stinger weapons that they're able to use, which um Rettle has like a, a rotating like laser cannon. Uh Blue Beat has a sword and G Stag has like this vice grip claw that he can use to like grab guys and pick them up and spin them around and throw them. Uh they have mechs, like they are able to ride some some pretty, you know, Pretty simple but fun uh, little like machines. There's uh, there's a, a magnetic horned like beetle one. There's a, there's a stag beetle tank, and then there's also uh, like a 
like a red helicopter that Rettle gets. Like they they have those. Those get upgrades. Um, they learn some super moves. Like sometimes what they do is an enemy will be too strong, and then Sage Guru will remind them. They're like, you know, don't forget. Like these are suits of armor, but they also have all of the capabilities that like you know the insects and bugs and stuff like would use. So don't just limit yourself to what physical weapons you have so um one of the things they do is they actually like they they figure out that they can all three of them can do a move where they like you know vibrate or make like the sonic wave that's supposed to simulate like the flapping of bug wings and if they all do it at once it creates like a big like area that like kind of you know stuns and immobilizes guys there's like one where they're if they move around an enemy like fast enough like flying around like they'll get dizzy um they do some stuff like that which is like just goofy and fun and uh and so one of the other things that this show does that like you know in power rangers you would always hit the point where the enemy would become huge mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. always that that always happens so make they my don't... monster grow make my monster grow <laughs> so they don't do that they do not do that and uh instead so th- this episode does a good job of like or the show does a good job of switching it up. Like some enemies, they just deal with on their own. Sometimes they have to call in the big, you know, the tanks or the mechs or whatever. Uh, and then other times what happens is there's there's something called the Gaum Zone. And this is my favorite effect in the show. I love it so much. Not, not everyone has it happen. But, um, you know, like I said, the Jamal ship is a giant hand. So sometimes if the enemy is getting their butt kicked... Gaum will step in from the ship and he'll just be like standing there and he'll be like Gaum zone and all of a sudden it like zooms out and it shows it shows the ship like fly the the hand just fly towards the earth and go down towards it and then it'll do like a big zoom out shot of all of the the characters and the bad guy and someone's hand will just get like right up to the camera and be like yoink and just basically like be like oh it's the hand of the ship grabbing all of the people but they just literally have somebody take their hand and put it really close to the to the friggin camera lens and just like yeah yoink everybody away and oh, uh how weird it's so Yoink. weird. It's it's just fantastic. The first couple episodes, the effect is really rough. They get better at it, like as the show Ooh. goes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they they bring them into the gown zone, and it honestly, it's super weird. It's super bizarre. It doesn't really like have rules. It's just like it's this alternate dimensional plane where like and abilities are enhanced and and you know nothing is in your way like battles can just happen whatever it's just an excuse to take them to like a new arena and give the give the uh the enemy like a power up or something like that but half the time they're not even fighting the enemy anymore it basically takes like all three of the characters get brought into these like weird bizarro world scenarios where like they're, they don't even know where they are. Like, like one person will just be like on a beach, but the whole beach will be sepia tone. And then there'll be like a fisherman guy who walks by and they're like, they think like he's going to fight them. And then the fisherman like just kind of keeps walking and disappears only to pop up behind them and like punch them. And it's just like weird shit just 
happens in the Gaum zone. Like there's no rules. <laughs> what happened? Like, I mean, what happens in the Gaum zone stays in the Gaum zone. <laughs> Seriously. And then like and then like sometimes they'll just be like confused and they'll be like in a city and the city will be totally empty and they don't know where to go and it's just it's clearly meant to be extremely disorienting mm. when when you're first brought there like nothing makes sense and then eventually they work their way out of like whatever weird hallucinations and then they do have a battle with the the opponent and they you know kick their butt and they We might as well. I mean, up. we're here, we're in the game. We're here. So we Let's might as well battle, I mean. <laughs> Right. I, I, mean, I think the original intention was to battle, so. But what's crazy is they just don't do it in every episode. You know, it's not like, okay, every time there's going to be a Gaum Zone. Like, of the eight or nine episodes, I think they've they've had to go there, like, four times. I like so that. It's not, yeah, I like that, too. Mm -hmm. And so they don't always resort to the same gimmicks for everything. Mm -hmm. um, some of the plots are actually, you know, pretty interesting like one episode i just watched there was a, a fight that took place and the main character got wounded and he fell off a highway into a truck that was driving by and the truck like you know made its way home and you found out that it was like this this mom who was this you know over the road truck driver and her son was there and so the mom like you know they they brought the main character into the house and kept him there and like tried to take care of him mom had to go away on you know a drive or something like that and like they try to tell this you know story about whatever's going on with their life uh like in the first episode one of the characters uh like little sister gets kidnapped by the by jamal and like they get uh like completely brainwashed to the point where the little sister is like actively trying to kill one of the guys that like like her brother Very and so they violent. have to like keep fighting fighting her off and like trying to destroy like whatever is doing the mind controlling and stuff um it, it's like honestly i i genuinely am really liking the show like i don't find it to be anywhere near the concessions i find myself when i was talking about ryuki where mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is so stupid i'm like no i'm just honestly kind of into the show it's yeah. good and yeah. i i like that they keep kind of unveiling new things and like the last episode there all of their tanks just got an upgrade so now there's like an extra ability that each one has and um i don't know that like i know that there's additional there's at least one additional b fighter that joins the group later um and this show like i i you know i kind of ran away with the spoon here but it uh it was from 95 to 96 and it had 53 episodes but it also got a sequel um, okay. Super Fighter, uh, which uh, what was the second one called? Dang it! Is that um, the we we got the like the metallics or something? The yeah. Metal. So so it's like Juco B Fighter, uh, Kabuto B Fighter okay. Kabuto, and that one aired it you know basically as soon as the first one ended, and it is a direct sequel. Uh, so it's neat. You get to see the old b fighters and a whole you know slew of new ones and man i love the designs from that from kabuto i'd really like to watch um watch far enough to get into that but yeah i mean i've just kind of always been like i i really like bugs Neat. i think they're, they're super cool this show is surprisingly good and does like a decent job kind of giving you know some backstory on the characters as you go mm -hmm. uh, i i will say the main shortcoming is that like the monsters they fight are not not cool at all like none of them have been worth worth mentioning at all like they're just all so dumb and and whatever like the suits are done well but none of the designs are 
are really you know interesting. The the most unique one was was they had to fight a virus, and so it looked like this you know big monster with all these teeth and these weird eyes and stuff like that. But then it would shrink down into microscopic size, and then they would kind of do that like that old eighty style where they would like actually physically draw and animate like this kind of wisp flying around yep. on yes. the actual footage. Yep. And so that would would go into the bee fighters and they would show it like super zoomed in inside them and it would just wreak havoc in their body. And it would they would show it like ripping up like parts of their like, you know, tissue and stuff like that and just like fucking them up from the inside. And then when it would jump out, it would either paralyze you completely or totally take control of your body like movement wise Mm. and so that was a neat like really kind of scary different idea for a bad guy than just like we just have to punch it um so that was cool uh and i don't know i mean you know can't everything can't be awesome but i feel like uh i feel like it's a good time i like it i like i like this fighter nice i'm glad you finally got to see it and i feel like your level of enjoyment matches my level of enjoyment for Zoo Ranger. Yeah. I really, really yeah. am having fun. And right. It's, right. It's silly, but it's not. It, I don't know. It, it's it's almost like I don't care. Right. It's almost like I would I really go on a podcast care. and admit to the world that I don't care that I'm watching this silly I don't show. Know. I don't know if I go that far, but yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I pick it up what you're putting down. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, that's that's awesome. Have uh, have either of you seen the show, uh, Colleen and Santino? Have you ever seen yep. the? Uh... I've seen I've seen like four episodes. I've seen four okay. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that but that's about it. That's all I could really find. Oh, okay. There, you... I saw some of the American show, unfortunately, yeah. when it was there, <laughs> and I was not even remotely. Oh. Nope. Interested, so no, <clears throat> but I did read a little bit about you know the show itself before yeah. for the podcast, but it seems really interesting, and I would love to like actually watch so it. hearing about it in depth the in the way that you just explained it. I'm like extremely mm. interested and invested. Mm. And now I can so I can I can recommend. So there's a website. Um, I sincerely hope this doesn't cause any kind of negativity towards the site. Uh, just because like I feel like this stuff can't be like posted legally but uh it's called tokuzilla it's called tokuzilla and uh this guy just like has almost every tokusatsu show up there and just himself or themselves uh does all of the all of the subtitles so they take all the shows and they they speak big time they take uh you know obviously good understanding of japanese and english and they subtitle all these episodes so like all 53 episodes, and and uh, I should mention that this this show did have a movie as well. I am mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it like bridges the gap between the first show and Kabuto. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's all there. It's all there. B Fighter, Kabuto, the movie, and then like every other Tokusatsu show. So it's called Tokuzilla. Nice. Uh, it's a very very awesome website. I'm super duper grateful for it because like yeah, these are the kinds of shows that just don't have. Any right. kind of preservation, they're just like a flash in the pan, and they're gone. Right. And, and that's right. it's for so America. sad too, because like a lot of them, they the writing team and everything, they put so much effort into right. creating these like 
worlds with all this lore and legend and it's it's really interesting it's like kind of like a little you know notch in like the fantasy genre that really mm-hmm. just doesn't get talked about doesn't get pushed because it's oh it's for kids in this one specific region and it doesn't mm-hmm. really get spread around the way that yeah, it should right appropriately yep. like with the kids are smart enough to appreciate that type of lore and especially that type of connectivity to the environment that would be so much more interesting than this like weird blue bald elvis you know what i mean like, right exactly <laughs> i mean this show was legitimately trying to get kids to care about the environment and yeah, you know they're not like super hard have, with it but like you know with right. it, but you know we don't like and, our kids around here they're gonna be stupid right in japan like yeah. you know collecting beetles and stuff like that is a huge it's a huge hobby that's yeah. why pokemon was that's why pokemon is around yeah yes yep. yeah you yep. know it right pokemon. like that's exactly why the creator you know made pokemon because like collecting beetles was so fun it's like a thing so there's a lot of like, they you know sell them for, like a lot of money like those king mm-hmm. whatever i forget yeah, the like name king of it, stags and like the king of those, stags like, if, like the big ones they, they sell them it's like yeah beetles, but they did yeah. yeah so i i feel like you know it's like obviously they just didn't think this kind of thing would land in america but like yeah I, don't know, I guess i'm i'm the right kind of person where i'm like i'm i'm super i'm game for this also i do want to mention the mechas i i found the name for them i didn't i like was kind of scrambling but okay so the, the mechs the blue one is the beat looter the green one is the stagger tank and the red helicopter is the red gyro and then Nate. the fourth uh b fighter who joins later gets a mega heracles and i i like uh, i don't want to look at too much of this stuff because i just want to watch it and like yeah be surprised but yeah. i'm like um that sounds sick i want yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, usually yeah. the best stuff for the end game in these types yeah. right of right they always go nuts so yeah i definitely <laughs> want to check that out Excellent. Wow. What a journey. Go be fighter. <laughs> the theme song is just be fighter. It's like over and over again. You're like, oh, I wonder what show I'm watching. Um yeah, and and meanwhile Saban's like, "Hey, uh, you know what kids today love? Uh the Universal Monsters of the 1930s." <laughs> and right. And you know what else? If they do love those, as I uh, clearly uh, have already stated that I assume that they do, they won't remember that after they see my show. Right. <laughs> you will forget immediately. Because, boy, you. I love the Universal Monsters of the 1930s, and all that was uh, no fun. <laughs> it's like really the worst possible version. They're like, oh, there's, a, there's all these... like, And it has literally nothing to do with it. And I remember that in the American, the, in Big Bad Beetleborgs, it was like, the only explanation for why they are Beatles is that they were the kids' like favorite superheroes, like from yeah, the comics, the comic books, yeah, comic yeah. book superheroes, and yeah. like I don't know, Flabber had ghost powers, whatever <laughs> that means, and just could transform them into whatever the fucks. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um. Yeah, so that's that is just so fucking weird and hilarious. Yeah, it really um, is. All right, ready to move on? Santino, yes, Santino, sir. my man. What's going on? What's going oh, on? Oh man, I'm man, up. it is I'm it up. is your turn. All right, all right. So um, so we gonna we gonna play this intro first. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. No one can never go. Tomorrow, society, you're gonna. Tell me why I'm in a game, you're too. Oh, it's a matter of a drug affair. 
That was uh, that was great. Yeah. See, every every song is great. That's the thing. Like, no, no matter what the show is, you're guaranteed with Tokusatsu to like have an earworm. Yeah, every yeah. every oh, yeah, time. no, they're they're fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, one thing, one thing about like with, with Kamen Rider, um, you don't. Not everyone is a hit for me. Like that. That's the that's the thing for me. Like, um, yeah. like I loved X. I loved X Aid, and then after X Aid, there was uh, I think Build was after that, and I didn't really okay. I didn't really like the the intro for for Build as far as the song and everything like that. But mm-hmm. but they're always enjoyable to look at. It's always always uh always enjoyable to the eye to look at. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed uh the Revice um intro, most definitely. Um, so uh, should I get into it? Do it, man. It's all yeah, you. Man. You got the all floor. Right. So the uh, my my choice my choice was uh, and this was this was solely because whenever we we um, whenever the the topic was brought up, um, um, I had just got done watching *Common Rider* revise. Um, it's actually the 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 thirty second entry of um of the overall *Common Rider* series, um, and I believe it is the third installment of the Ray the Raywa the Raywa um era which okay. is the new era which is um 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 right now currently the the newest era for Common Rider and I guess Tokusatsu in general um uh where do I begin with this um I guess I would start <laughs> I guess I would start with the theme of, of this one in particular um now when I looked it up it, they said that the theme was was family and yes yes there's definitely there's definitely a lot of a lot of family theme going on in there but my my take on it whenever i saw it saw it it was it was the i thought the theme was uh fighting and living with your with your with your demons or your devils as they okay. refer to, it, to, to them in the in the show um um, so uh, let me start with the premise of the show. Um, in in 1971, I'm, I'm 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 going off a cheat sheet by 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 the way. So <laughs> do it, man. Um, apologies for that if anybody wants wants to hate. Um, <laughs> but uh, in 1971, a military organization called NOAA uh, led an expedition in Latin America and discovered the remains of the first devil GIF. Um, um, that that's the name GIF. Uh, G I F G I F F, and um and an artifact from which they developed uh, vice stamps. Uh, in the present, Gift's remains are in possession of a Noah Splinter faction called called the Deadmans. Um, they're a devil worshiping cult who seeks to resurrect him by using proto vice stamps uh, to convert people's inner demons to their foe. Uh, 
opposing dead man's uh is a is an organization called phoenix uh which has also developed their own um revised drivers um the uh like the belts the transformation belts um um for someone who has tamed their inner demon uh now the main character uh his name is Iki igarashi um he runs a senso which is a uh, senso is a japanese bathhouse um okay. um um which i I, ha- I had to do um um a little bit of research on that um i didn't know that um a lot of households in japan they don't have baths so that's why they yeah. have bath- that's why they have yeah. local bathhouse um that they uh that people go to just to mm, relax i didn't know um, that either um, yep. um also um it's a it's a way of um um it's a it's it's big on being um for being social also um um okay it's just a big it's just a big bath that um that they separate um the two genders um f- male and female and they just sit in there and they they either relax or they have like saunas and stuff like that that they offer and, and things like that so i thought that was pretty cool that was something that i, I didn't know about but um but uh Iki Igarashi and his family they run a senso um and uh he ends up acquiring a belt while uh while um um the the revised driver um belt um he he acquires it by forming a pact with his inner demon vice um uh to fight the dead man together as common rider Re- Re- revy and and vice um Iki's younger brother daiji he's a part of phoenix um he's a he's a uh he was a trainee and um um he's a at at the at the in the first um episode he's graduating into i guess the the force or whatever you want to call it um and he was intended at first to become um common rider revice but he failed um out of fear because someone else tried to do it and he totally got messed up and like electrocuted and shit. You know what I mean? So, so he was kind of just like, not about that. You know what I mean? So, um, um, Icky winds up using it to save everybody at the graduation ceremony. And, um, um, after that, um, um, uh, his brother, his brother Daiji starts to, um, um, avoid Icky, um, until he's, um, possessed by his own inner demon. His name is Kagero. Um, and at that point, um, Icky's brother is able to transform into his own, his own common rider, and they kind of go at it um, for a little while, and then uh, Icky uh, kind of um, defeats um, his brother's demon, and they kind of become buddies again, and everything like that, and they team up and everything. And then later on in the series, um, uh, you find out that um, there's a bigger plot going on within Phoenix, the organization that that Daiji works for. Um, and there's another organization that helps um, their sister, um, Iki's and Daiji's sister, uh, Sakura. Um, they're called, um, uh, what about, um, they're called, uh, I forgot, well, I forgot what they were called. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No problem. Oh, I thought it was. Don't I worry, I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of like nine things. But there was, there was, there was another organization that picks up Sakura and tells her about the bigger, the bigger uh picture at foot and they give her um the means to to transform into a common rider so at that point the whole family's turned into a common rider and eventually <laughs> eventually eventually they do i think all except except for 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 the mother for the mother you find out you find out in the show you find out in the show that there's characters that that play the background that actually play a bigger picture later on in the series mm-hmm. um people mm. turn evil People wind up dying. People people come back to life. You know what I mean? Um, um, 
um, there's a there's a there's just a lot going on with the show. Uh, one of the things I really really loved about the show uh, were the designs. Um, one thing I, I, I noticed right away, um, um, looking at Icky whenever he turns into Revice. Um, now now whenever him and his demon turn into turn into Kamen Rider, they're mm-hmm. actually two separate separate beings. So there's two two suits, two different suits. You know what I mean? Um, um, uh, Icky kind of looks like the um, the traditional you know. Common rider, common rider look and, and get up, and then um, Revy just looks like um, um, himself because he's he's black, he's black, and uh, he kind of has like these uh, um, this mask that has like um, it's supposed to look like teeth, but he but his mouth does not move, his mouth does not move at all, at all. But uh, whenever whenever they transform, their first form is um, um, their theme is uh, the T Rex, um, but it's cool because. The one thing, the first thing I noticed about Icky's transformation, whenever he transforms, um, transforms into Common Rider, he kind of has that, um, you know, like the jagged teeth, like the like the, mm-hmm. the first couple Common Riders. Yeah, 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 the mandible. The, yeah, the man. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's all. That's always cool. Um, and his his color scheme, um, is um, is something that always stood out to me because it was just so different from the rest of them. I think that's why I like I like this one and I like uh, X Eight as well because the cover the colors were so so bright and vibrant you know what i mean and i and i'm big on on i'm big on fashion and colors and stuff like that i like bright i like bright colors you know what i mean so yeah it looks like a like there's a lot of pink a lot of pink a lot of pink and um and like blue i don't know what type of what type of blue that is um yeah uh, it's very different yeah yeah um but, I like um, the way the eyes. The eyes are so big they go actually exactly exactly they definitely they definitely pop um yeah um one one thing um overall as far as common is concerned in general but one thing i love about about this one is all of the suits if you can look up any transformation mm-hmm. you can look up a you can look up a whole video even if you're not going to watch the series you can look up a whole video of everybody's tension and everybody has a dope suit everybody um um the uh Ex- except the mom and you know why <laughs> you know why <laughs> because because mothers are so fierce, they don't need henchins. They don't, they don't need That's henchins. right. That's right. That's, That's right. right. We henchin every and she, day. And she and she and she runs shit. She definitely runs shit. And she and and then uh and like you fall in love with, with with mom dukes definitely because she's like the she's like the glue of the family. Her 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 and the father are, are definitely the glue, but the mom but but the mother more so than the father is definitely the glue of that family. And um, you definitely uh admire her uh her ways in, in the show, especially as, uh, off the jump too. You know what I mean? Like she's so encouraging and so, so, uh, so nurturing mm-hmm. and so young too. She's definitely a looker, you know what I mean? So, so that was, <laughs> definitely, that was definitely can't go cool. wrong with the milk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing, another, <laughs> another, another treat of this, uh, of the show is, um, is, uh, is, uh, uh, Revi. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vice, 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 um, is Icky's demon. Um, that's the, that's the guy with the black and the blue. Um, he, he has a, he has a habit of breaking the fourth wall in the show. So like, they'll be fighting oh, and like, and like, you know, like Icky would do his, his common Rider kick and like, um, Vice will be in the background. He'd be like, Hey, yo, did you see that? He went flying, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like talking to us. So I like that. I like that, that aspect of, of, of the show too. Cause a little bit of comedy, some action. Cool suits, you know what I mean. You can't go wrong yeah. with that. 
Yeah, um, it's always fun when a, a show knows how to laugh at itself. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, another cool part about this show is um is uh one of the characters he's um he's the scientist that um that developed the um the writer system, so they can transform okay. and everything like that. He's like a huge fanboy. He's a huge common writer fanboy, and I know Colleen has said earlier that 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 not, that um that um that everything takes place in their own universe but for some reason he i i don't know if it's i don't know if they're known as shows in in, in their universe or if he if 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 you know what i mean if, oh if, right yeah, so he he's like all a little bit and they're like oh yeah you know what i mean but he but, but that's the that's the reason why that's the he's reason why like we're fans the right the, the, the yeah. writers because he wanted to try to make the, the most perfect common writer gotcha yeah, that he could cool. So um, that that plays that plays a big part in the show. His, his character plays a, ve- a very very important role. And the, um, he's another character that 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 you think doesn't really have a big a, a, that he's really really not a big deal. But then later on in the series, circles Yeah yeah, every everything changes. It's uh, it's just a dope show. That I, I, I can go on. <laughs> I can go on for days. I can go on for days. Nice. <laughs> I would listen to it. <laughs> I can go on, can go on to, um, for days about it, but um. Um, if Colleen the Conqueror was not on this episode, she would listen to the hell out of this episode. Right, right. right. I, no, I, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if y'all can, um, if y'all can find any any episodes, I think right now, um, they're streaming. Uh, there's there's some episodes streaming on the Toei um YouTube um channel. Oh, cool, cool. Um, so um, definitely check out some episodes if you can, and um, let me know what y'all think. If you know, um, nice. I'll, I'll let me and uh, let me know your thoughts and what you're thinking. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so, nice common writer, common writer, revise, revise. We got we ended up having a lot of common writer in this particular episode where we got and here tonight. So different with each one too. Yep. Yeah, it's so yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why it just didn't matter. You know, sure. we just wanted to pick as long as we're not picking the exact season of the same show. That's really all yeah. that matters because like. Each season of each show is like its own thing, it's anyway. Own thing. It's own thing, yeah. Yeah, totally. that's, that's absolutely clearly. You know, you guys have dropped so much knowledge on us for Common Rider. It's clearly true for Common Rider. Clearly true for Super Sentai. Uh, I think. I think uh, my next pick is gonna. You know, we'll we'll get into it and and uh, that that show uh, has a little bit more continuity, uh, throughout it, but that is clearly a thing with Tokusatsu where, you know, it's just each time it's like, yep, reset button. And, uh, you have some just basic, you know, aesthetic through lines and and that's kind of it, but it's kind of cool. So awesome. Thank you so much, Santino. Great job. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. yeah, and I will I will take us home. We're at two hours and twenty one minutes. Actually, it's longer than that because we played some songs. Um, so let's uh, let's let's wrap things up. I'm not going to go too long, but this is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I didn't forget to play the theme. Here it is, right <laughs> now. Shoo, watch. <laughs>
Ultraman, of course, had to be my second pick. And I say, of course, because guess why? Because I put him in the freaking icon, so you saw his face already, so you knew he was going to be here. <laughs> You've been wondering uh, where the hell he is. <laughs> there he is. He's at the end. So, uh, you know, we started things off with uh, with Ultra Q, and Ultra Q is considered the first in the Ultra series. Um, Ultraman, <laughs> even though it's the one that became the, 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 the cookie cutter for all the rest of them, um, and none of them are anything like Ultra Q, um, Ultraman is actually like season two of the Ultra series. It's it it's funny. Even they 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 made these really excellent uh, Steelbook Blu-rays, and um, they all have a number on it. And Ultraman season one is it's got a little number two. The Ultra Q has the number one. Nice. So it's I just think that's interesting. You know, it's it's like how is it really connected? But it's it's funny. It is connected. And if you watch that that original show the original ultraman which is actually the, the full title is ultraman colon a special effects fantasy series <laughs> Ooh. the full title right there. um if you you know at the beginning of that there's a giant the first thing you see and this is true for shin ultraman the movie as we said the first thing you see is a giant q and q smashes and it um it turns into the uh, the Ultraman logo, but it does. It always pays tribute to the original. It's kind That's of fun. Awesome. So, um, the original Ultraman series ran from July seventeenth, nineteen sixty six, to April 9th, nineteen sixty seven, with a total of thirty nine episodes. Um, the cast notably uh, features the returning cast member, my favorite cast member from Ultra Q, Hiroko Sakura. Who is Yuri Chan? Yuri Chan from Ultra Q. But here she is Fuji, which is just another delightful name. You go from Yuri to Fuji. I'm like, ah, I love, I love you. But anyway, I actually looked up how much autographs from her cost today, and I couldn't find anything less than like seven hundred dollars. Wow. So Damn. she, she's still alive. She's still alive. She's in her late seventies, but she, I don't know, mustn't sign that much i don't know there were things but uh oh my god i because i'm like my god that's that's what i need in this in this room i want i want a hiroko sakura but anyway um numerous other characters uh i should say actors from ultraman actually did appear in ultra q like in one or two episodes uh and then there's susumu kurobi who um plays hayata uh, he is the host body of Ultraman because in the first episode, what happens is uh, same thing as in Shin Ultraman. Uh, Hayata gets killed because um, Ultraman is this being from outer space. He's chasing a giant, uh, a giant monster. In this case, uh, in the case of the show, it's it's Bemular, which is this really goofy. Like he looks like a giant quadrupedal. Uh, Galapagos iguana or something like he's very Bemular. silly. I I so love him dumb. so much. He's 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 straight up my favorite. But anyway, so um, and so when they're crashing to Earth, Ultraman accidentally um, crashes into the the jet that um, Hayata is flying, and he he kills him, and he feels terrible about this. So he like resurrects. Hayata and he's like, well, I can actually keep you alive because I feel super bad about this. Um, but I have to like possess you. 
And Hayat is like, okay, but like, what does that entail? And so Ultraman's <laughs> like, well, what does that mean, really? <laughs> he's like, well, basically, you get to be you like all the time, but. If you happen to need to transform into me, you can. And as it happens, you will. So, you know, anyway, that's basically how it goes. So uh, so every episode is mostly the humans, and then Ultraman shows up at the end. So very formulaic, Tim. You were saying, uh, you know, certain ones are very formulaic. Power Rangers, you always right. make my monster grow at the end. Well... Definitely got that from Power Rain, um, from Ultraman. He he really it's always it's always at the very end, and he only appears for a couple of minutes because they in the in the show they make up this this fake story about how he has a he has a timer. Um, it's this little light on his chest, and supposedly he's he I can't remember the reason, um, but there's some reason where he is low on power or something, or he can only withstand the atmosphere or some some bullshit but the real reason that they added that because that was not the original idea was that the you know they, they're they're producing all these all these shows now it's 30 39 episodes in one se- series in one season now common rider something we have not mentioned at all common rider is human scale they are just people they're like you know power rangers are people they're people sized but Ultraman is Godzilla sized. So they every single episode. Yeah. So every single episode, you're talking about all those building sets that you have to destroy and rebuild and all these props and all the stuff and all the, you know, the the full kaiju suitimation suits. So it was actually incredibly expensive to produce Ultraman. So they had to minimize the amount of kaiju stuff that was in each episode. So they just they just relegated it all to the end. Now you will see the monster of the week throughout the episode, but Ultraman himself always shows up at the end to save the day. So uh, continuing on with the cast, uh, we also have Ikiji Kobayashi as Cap. He's Cap. He's the captain. Cap, Cap Toshio Murumatsu. Um, the same actor is actually in the first and second Common Rider. Um, he's he's like the older dude who is like Hongo's like buddy. Um, he's great. He's my favorite character. Beside, well, Fuji. I don't know. They're both my favorite character. Hayata's like a wet blanket. Hayata's the hero, but like they gave him the least to do. I feel like I feel like in every episode he's like forgotten until he needs to be Ultraman. So it's like the opposite of a Wolverine scenario where like, oh, no, we have a whole team, but it's really just the Wolverine show all the time. It's like the mm-hmm. opposite of that. You'd think that there would be more with with Hayata and he just is sort of in the background. He gets like a couple lines, but like everybody else is a bigger character. He just he just saves the day at the end for some reason. But and then there's a uh, Masaya Nihei as Ide. He's kind of the big goofball. And son, son uh, this guy's got a tough name. Okay, Sandayu Doku Mamushi as Arush. It's like Arashi, but they would always say Arush. And uh, he, he was, he was cool. He was always, uh, always. Bad. Now, the thing that I love about this show, there, there's something about the '60s and like '70s aesthetic of these tokusatsu shows that like it just the charm is there for me personally so like the newer ones i don't know if i'm gonna get into as much to be honest i really love 
the that like old charm mm-hmm. from the 60s and 70s. There's something about it. Um, I mean, Zoo Rangers from 92, but it this this stuff like it's just so gritty and like the technology was so much worse and they tried so hard and the, and they did what they could with the the suits and everything. I don't know. I I just dig it. So the heroes of this show are like my favorite tokusatsu heroes ever. Um, all the cast members I just named, they form the Science Patrol, funniest name for any organization ever. <laughs> Although Science. it is, a, it's technically short. It, the, the full name is the Science Special Investigation Team, or more, more commonly the Science Patrol. So um, they didn't use the name Science Patrol in Shin Ultraman. They used the uh, just the letters. It was like the SSSP, I think is what they called it. But um it is. It's tech supposed to be the science patrol. They just, it's just too silly. They're like, we can't call it that. And right. it's funny. So I, I also love this too. So the science patrol had like, they had two layers of clothing on at all times. They had like their under suit, which was their like business. Oh shit. The shit is, has officially hit the fan. The kaiju shit has hit the fan. And that's the orange science patrol uniform. Now that is under an entire suit. Like, they they have an entire like suit of clothing which is dark blue that's the official like shit has not hit the fan attire of the science patrol cat is still in the bag uh, cat is in the bag Schro- schrodinger's kaiju is it alive or dead we don't know yet but we're going to check and uh and so yeah anyway they would they, like all of a sudden, like the music would get intense and Cap would go, okay, mm, oh, mm, it's time. And then everybody would just like start like dropping trow in the middle of the fucking like office. But oh, it's okay. They're wearing, they, everybody has their second clothing on. Um, so they all, they all have the orange. Anyway, it's really just an incredibly fun show. This is like Ultra Q. This is a comfort show for me. I've watched these episodes so many times um i i really just have a lot of fun with this show and a big humongous part of it is that i just love the science patrol i love them so much so this is like the opposite of what happens with like most godzilla movies like joe has said this not in this episode but in life that you know, which is a completely fair thing. That like you know, he likes God. You, Joe, you said you like Godzilla in theory, but the movies you don't like that much, and they're boring right. and whatever. It's like yeah, because they're mostly human. So it's like the monster stuff is cool, but like that's not enough for you. It is enough for me most of the time, not always, but yeah. like that's a really fair complaint. So totally. where those those are like like okay enough with the humans stupid human crap i don't care about the stupid human crap but for ultraman it's like what i prefer i don't like i love right. when ultraman shows up it's fun but like uh i don't know i i really just like the science patrol and that's so incredibly cool rare <laughs> what's that it's it's the cool patrol. It's the cool patrol. They are cool. They're all. <laughs> it's just so freaking weird. They're like they're they're like this like super like important government agency. They have all the access. They have like all the keys to the kingdom. And like then like there's this there's this little boy who like joins them, and and they're like ho ho, 
oh, you're now a member of the Science Patrol. Like, for real, though. And he's like 12. And I'm like, no, this is probably not, not what would <laughs> happen. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he's out of, like, middle school. I don't, I don't know if he's ready to be full-time employed at the Science Patrol here. But, um, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Um, so this is totally one of those things I could talk about Ultraman forever. Um, but I won't. I, I think that it's it's just something I love, something I've I've grown to love like more like later in life. Um, when when growing up in the '90s, I was introduced to Ultraman uh, with the the version that we got here, which played for like one season on Fox or something like that, and that was yeah. called here. It was called Ultraman Towards the Future, and. Uh, in the pantheon of the Japanese shows, it's it's called Ultraman Great. Um, it is not great. Uh, and you know what it is also not? Uh, it's not Japanese. It is the... That is the only Ultraman show. The one that we got here in the 90s is the only Ultraman show that was not produced in Japan. It was produced in Australia. It's oh, this weird <laughs> Australian. Everybody's like, oh, I got a kaiju. Oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> All Ultraman. Oh, no. And, and it has like it has like this like super uh, uh, like bend toward like um, eco stuff. Like it's all about pollution and about like like, for oh. instance, the timer. I remember in that show, the timer the Ultraman has, it, they specifically said in every episode, due to Earth's polluted atmosphere, Ultraman can only retain his giant form for two minutes. So it was all like a big finger. Time wag. is running out. Time is running out. <laughs> um, although that show, as bad as it was, had some incredible kaiju. Like some yeah. of the monsters from that show were amazing. And that's also the Super Nintendo game that exists. If you if you go yeah. look at that Super Nintendo Ultraman, it is it is based on that. It is based on Ultraman Great, and the monsters from that game are from that show, um, which is pretty fun. Um, uh, something I, I thought was was very interesting. They decided to make in the original. So back to the original. That's enough Ultraman Great bullshit. That's enough Aussie Ultraman. Uh, so bring it back to the original. Uh, one of the things that they talked about when they were you know, coming up with the show and the coming up with the, the idea of the character and all the stuff is they thought that they didn't want him to like fight with martial arts. And all of these shows that came after are all like very martial art heavy, right? We've talked yeah. about this yeah. endlessly tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a well, key point to them. Right. It's a key point. Well, Ultraman doesn't do that. Ultraman is a grappler. He is all about like wrestling. His posture is true, all true, yeah. wrestling. They said they looked at Greco Roman wrestling and ancient like wrestling techniques and stuff. He is like the way he holds his hands up, he's he's waiting to like get the monster in a headlock. Like he's all about grapples. So anyway, is grapples a word? Grapples? Yes. Grappling. Grapples. Yeah. Grappling is gra yeah. grapples. You know, if grapples isn't a word, grapple, I think works. Yeah. I think so there grapples, be a grapples, grapples could be like an adorable pet that Ultraman <laughs> has. Um, but grapples. 
Anyway, he uh, he uh, always ends the battle with his his um, his beam that he shoots. The and he says his one catchphrase, which is "Shwatch," because Ultraman mm-hmm. mostly doesn't talk. Now that doesn't mean he can't. He talks in the first episode and in the last episode, but only in those two. <laughs> the rest hey, of the no, show he saves it for when it matters. He, it's just, it's just he's just watching all over the place. But the the first episode, he comes down, he has a converse, a full conversation with Hayata, and he's like, "Hello, I am from the land of the Ultras. I killed you. Whoops." And anyway, and they have a whole thing. <laughs> And then in the last episode, what happens is um, the uh, the final the final well episode thirty nine I should say uh, the the villains of that episode are my wife's all time favorite. Um, it's it's the 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 Zeton is the race, and they're these very bizarre designed aliens. Their heads are like tall black rock like stalks, and they're these big cracks in the in the face like there's you like you can see red underneath and there's a single cyclops eye in the middle and they're they have a droopy little like like you know like the snorks remember the snorks <laughs> yes yeah. it basically has a snork snorkel on the top <laughs> and uh so these things uh these things show up and uh, they they turn into the they turn into a monster that does not just look like a big version of them. It's a totally different thing. Um, that's called the alien Zeton um, is the, the big monster. And that ends up killing our buddy Ultraman. He, he like dies. And then you get this other ultra from the land of light and he comes down and he's like, what the hell you're making us look like jerks. And he like, he's really pissed. And Ultraman's like, well, 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 you know, and he's and and the other guys. His name is Z- is Zoffy, I think. And he was in all he was in Shin Ultraman too. They they did a version of this whole interaction, and uh, he, he comes down. He's like, oh, all right, well, come on, you big lug, I'll take you back home and heal you up real good. But I'm pissed. I'm pissed though. Remember, I'm pissed. And then Ultraman's like, no, we can't do that because I am sharing the body with Shin Hayata, who I accidentally whoopsie killed. And um, and Zafi's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care at all about that. And uh, and Ultraman's like, well, well, it's real, super important to me. And and Zafi's like, well, all right, we'll bring you back then, you know, whatever. So um, the next couple of seasons of Ultraman, I haven't seen, but a few episodes of each one, but. He goes away, but that that original Ultraman does come back. He does actually. Uh, there's a there's a one of the I think it's the third or fourth season of it, and it's called The Return of Ultraman, and it it is the original character. Um, I don't know if the actor is the same or anything like that. I haven't really seen too many episodes. I've seen a few, but I don't mm-hmm. recall any of the actors being the same. But um, it is supposed to be that original that original ultraman character but there's so many ultras because they're just are it they are they are a race they're a race of beings from the land of light and they uh they exist as just living light basically so they're in a casing and they shape they fill it out into a humanoid shape but there's not like a body in there with a skeleton or anything like that they're just supposed to be like it's just a case for light basically um and uh anyway 
I guess that's that's all I really need to say about Ultraman, except one more thing, which is disguised Godzilla suit alert. <laughs> so uh, this also has a, a really funny, hilarious, just I love it so much. Uh, badly disguised Godzilla suit. The character that they created was his name is Jiros from episode 10, the mysterious dinosaur base. A great episode if you're looking to just watch one episode. Like, go watch the one with the Godzilla suit. It's really good. Although the first episode is my favorite episode. So Jiris's costume is very clearly a loosely designed Godzilla. Designed Godzilla. So what's the deal? What's the, what's the story behind it? So it's a, uh, it's a combination of two different Godzilla suits. The head comes from the Godzilla from Invasion of Astro Monster, which if you remember... That was the one that they used for Gomez. Like, that was the suit they gave back. And then Toho turned into the Godzilla suit for Invasion of Astro Monster. Then they gave it back to this company. And they just apparently chopped his head off and just used the head. And then they used the body from the previous Godzilla movie, which was God- or two, two before that, Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh, oh, that's right. Because they convinced... Toho to use the Mothra versus Godzilla suit again for Ghidra, the three-headed monster. So the one that was in those two movies, that's the body that became Jiras. And uh, they're just they just like threw a frill around his neck. He looks like the Dilophosaurus who spits venom at its prey. And they just like spray painted yellow here and there. And that's it. He's just he's just a Godzilla suit with a couple of things. And the funniest thing is, throughout like in their battle. Ultraman rips rips his frill off his neck. He like oh he God. rips it right off. So it's like, uh, well, it's it's just Godzilla now with some yellow spray paints. Fun. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. that's that's all I got to say about that. Uh, we've been uh, taking up a lot of your time, guys. Uh. I hope you all had fun on our journey through the wonderful, weird world of tokusatsu. I know we all had fun talking about it. Um, yeah, all the fun. Uh, and yeah. uh, so, you know, Always. well, before we say goodbyes, if you guys got a couple more minutes, we got one more thing we like to drop. We call the B segment. And this week, uh, this week, it's uh, Mr. Nintendo with the B segment. So yeah. why don't why don't we get to that with a with a little thing I like to call. The intro to Nintendo's B segment. <laughs> Here we go. You got your spiked gauntlets. You got your bullet belt. You got your leather jacket and your denim. You got your hairspray. Well, put them on because it's time for another edition of Power to the Metal. What's up, everyone? This is Nintendo, and I am back with another Power to the Metal segment. And the band that I want to mention this week is a band called Air Raid, not Air Raid Dickinson like an Iron Maiden. This is a a band in Sweden named Air Raid. Okay. Okay. Does not does not kill your air like bugs. It's an Air Raid. And they are a traditional heavy metal band based in Sweden. And they have four albums out. First one being Knight of the Axe that came out in 2012, and then Point of Impact in 2014, Across the Line 2017, and just released this year, Fatal Encounter, which 
is by far my favorite out of the four. Hmm. Um, my personal favorite track is called Lion Hearts. It's my favorite song by them. It's just so good, and I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of this album. It's so wow. good. I can't stress enough how much I love it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really good. I If you love traditional heavy metal, then this band is for you. It's most certainly is for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is the that's the power to thy metal. Nice, dude. Uh, Air raid. Yeah. Air raid. Gotta check them out. Check them out. Nice. All right, man. Thanks a lot. They're super well, nice. They're nice fellows. <laughs> are, are they? Are I have they? No jo- idea. <laughs> wow, they look so nice. <laughs> so cuddly. Oh, they're they're jolly. Jolly. They're they're such jolly. sweet guys. <laughs> you think all guys are sweet it's true <laughs> no lies detected first I'm Steven <laughs> oh when he uses my full name uh, guys thanks for taking this journey with us Colleen the Conqueror, Santino Mancibo, Santino the Sandman uh, any final words now is the time to say them we we appreciate you guys so much for coming on. This was super fun. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, no, nah, man, I I I just appreciate y'all having me as always, man. Thank you, thank you. Let's uh, let's do it again sometime. Heck yeah! No, yeah. it's it's it. You know, it's one of the funnest things you know doing this podcast is to hang out with people who are super passionate about whatever the topic is. Like, it's always fun to hear that the you know people geeking out and being positive and uh, especially when it's something that you know maybe people aren't positive about maybe it's something that you happen to find enjoyment from that so- somebody else you know or most people hated or something like you know uh pink common writer you know maybe didn't please everybody but santino you're like no nah, like like i don't worry about what you think i'm just it's actually pretty cool yeah of course of course so that's that's just the best and uh so yeah so thank you very much again and with that i will get us out of here that wraps up the episode if so if you haven't jumped ship by now we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome if you like what you've heard please hit that little subscribe button and like us on facebook and twitter as well as being part of the inebriart podcast network Retro Retro Reductibus, that's our name, is a full-fledged member, full-fledged member of the door. It's late, you guys. All right? It's been a long episode. It's like three hours long. We're also a member of the Dorketing Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like, oh, I don't know, The Weekly Warp Pipe starring Rustly Man or Epic Tales from the Sewer starring Justin Cooper or That Strange Show or Shark Bite starring Patsy. And, like, I don't know, there's, like, lots of good stuff. Mostly Ghostly Geek Life HQ, Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. There's, like, there's like over 40 shows. We tell you all the time. I don't know why you're not, like, going to listen to these shows. Like, I can <laughs> tell. We're like Santa Claus. We can tell when you're naughty. We can tell when you're nice. It's like that kind of. And kinda. like Air Raid, very nice. Very Ooh. nice boys. Super those, nice boys. Those fellows. <laughs> those for boys. More, so <laughs> For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. 
I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Sampson, a.k.a. Steve Destruction. Nobody calls me that. And it is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended here. Good night. shows like the one you just heard check out the dorkening podcast network at the dorkening.com